Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 133 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. Uh, throughout the whole episode, we were drinking Couchtown Coffee. They wanted to try it out, and guess what? They loved it. I guarantee you'll love it, too. Uh, that's my guarantee, not theirs. But trust me, you're going to love this coffee. Go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they will give you 20% off your order. Make an order at Couchtown, 20% off your order. That's not my doing, that's Couchtown's doing. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. This episode is also brought to you by Broken Strings. Broken Strings is a not-for-profit organization in Iowa that is... A uh, goal of giving 367 guitars away. That's one guitar to one student in every school district. So they're going to hit every school district and give a guitar out to one student in every district. Why all these people might not have the availability to get a guitar or the finances or might not know how to get a guitar or or maybe it's somebody that wants to try playing guitar and they've, they've shown the passion and, and the drive to do it. So uh, if you believe in this as much as I do and everyone else around the area and believe me, it's blowing up in the state. We're, they're getting shares from everywhere across the state, not just on social media, but on, on TV platforms and more. So check it out. There's a links down below. If you believe in this as much as I do, and you think it's as good of a cause as, as I do, and everybody else that's been supporting it, go check it out. Give them a monetary donation. Give them a physical donation. Just give them, if nothing else, just give them a like or a subscribe anywhere on their social media, and let them know that you're supporting what they're doing because it's such a great cause, and I believe in it just as much as the next guy. And I've donated my time to to help out where I can for not just for events, but uh, to help set up guitars and do more. So. Check it out if it's something you like. Broken Strings, it's uh, for a good cause, and it's such a great cause that it's for. So check it out. This episode, I'm sitting down with Vinny and the Night Prowlers. Vinny and the Night Prowlers. I went to school with Vince. You guys might recognize him from a couple other podcasts. Uh, Vince Beneshek. And, you know, we started playing guitar together a little bit here and there. We'd go to jam nights. We'd fart around here and there. And then before you know it, Vince is really good. And Vince can sing. And he can play. And he can even do leads. And he's, he's learning tons and tons of songs. And then he found a band and some, you know, and somehow he ends up surrounding himself with some of the coolest people I've met. You know, Bob and Travis both have really, really great stories. Uh, I guess I should go last names on this is Bob Miller and Travis Allen. Uh, they've got great stories. You know, Travis is actually blind, but he plays the bass and, uh, Bob has ties to all sorts of crazy stuff. We talk about a couple of stories in here. He's, he's worked with Do Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash. He's worked at Bonnaroo. I mean, you name it. This, this episode is a little bit of a, I don't want to say it's a mess, but we had all four of us mic'd up and, and just kind of going all at the same time. So hopefully you guys are uh, into this. It's, it gets a little rowdy here and there, but that's just a, a testament to how well these three guys mesh. They're such a fun group of guys, such an eclectic group of guys doing what they're doing out there playing music, and they all love it. They love going out there and doing what they do, and I, I love watching them play. I got to see one of their first shows ever. I would call it their first full show ever. Uh, maybe not, but uh, I would call it their first full show ever. There are videos of them playing last year at the Rock and Picnic on the Audible Farm YouTube channel. If you guys are looking to see what they sound like, and maybe if you want to hire them for a gig. Uh, and all I have to say is they've gotten a thousand times better since then, and I thought it was amazing then. So you guys, you should check it out. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's episode 133 with Vinny and the Night Prowlers. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. 
So today I'm sitting down with Vinny and the Night Prowlers. Um, on on one side of the camera here we got Travis Allen. Uh, there you go. There's Travis, and then we also have Bob Miller, and then uh, Vinny and I are sitting on the couch. I don't know if our video will end up making it on there, hands. but we'll give it a whirl here. Uh, I've never. I've only done. I think I've only done like one interview with everybody in the same room together. So we'll see how this goes. But uh, let's start it out with, uh, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Me and Vinny, if nobody's listened to our podcast before, we were we went to school together and uh, Vinny said, oh, I play some guitar. And then, you know, we ended up playing some guitar together. And lo and behold, Vinny gets good at the guitar and good at singing. And Whammo, he's, uh, he's the front man in a band, I guess. You got a band with your namesake. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been fun so far. Yeah. Um, so Vinny and I don't have headphones. I don't know. I just kind of shotgunned this setup together. So we'll see what happens here. But uh this is mostly going to be about Bob and Travis, and uh, I know Travis, if anybody's watching this on the video, you can see Travis has a stick with him. One of the coolest parts about that is the fact that Travis is actually blind, and he still plays music, and so that's... <laughs> Tries to. Well, to me, and, that's something that's... And he decided to learn after he lost his sight. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. pretty sure if you've seen one of my past interviews on the show, uh, you'll go back, and me and Peter were talking about it once, and I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is on one of the episodes. Pete goes, man, that's so cool. You've got your own Jeff Healy in the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah. You know, if I was as good as Jeff Healy, that'd be great. Well, <laughs> me too, but, yeah. you know, I got all yeah. my I got all my. You know, I, and I, it was good. funny. I just woke up the other night, and I sleep with my TV on now and then. Um, and that was on, and that scene was on, and he said, his name is Dalton. Oh, Roadhouse? <laughs> yeah. Roadhouse is on. It was like that made me go back to remember Jeff Healy band. Angel Eyes. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a bunch of other ones that I would choose. Yeah, I would choose that. way before that. For but sure, still, yeah. that's that's the one that everybody that knows. everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing people forget is Jeff Healy was in Roadhouse, and that's right. like the one way I always explain it. Like, you seen Roadhouse, and I'll be the first to admit I haven't seen Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, dude, man, that's, that's a great you're missing out, 80s dude. movie you yeah. come across, man. Patrick yeah. Squeezy. That being so easy. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott is awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, Travis, uh, blind bass player. It's one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. I've actually <laughs> seen you play live before. It's, I wish uh, I could see it, but you know, it's a <laughs> hot mess sometimes. <laughs> uh, the other end of that is uh, the fact that you're you're not somebody who's bitter about losing your sight either. You you seem to roll with the punches pretty well. So that's mm. something I uh, I enjoy about you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it uh, looks like Vinny's head might be in the frame a little bit on one of the camera shots, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, he's, but, he's growing but, yeah, it out. I'm, he's going to shave some sideburns in for tomorrow's show. <laughs> Be ready for that, people. Uh, you guys have a show tonight. Uh, as this is going to air, it's not tonight. but uh, And as we're recording this, you guys have a show tonight at Bootleggers in Fort Dodge. This is your guys' second time coming around this area to play some music. Um, so how, how are you guys going about getting gigs these days? Because I remember your first gig was at the Rock and Picnic here in Humboldt. And that was kind of one remember, of those things where... Don't forget our drummer. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, he, he introduced him. I, 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 I did, but we'll he's, get, we'll he's get not him. blind. <laughs> but he's dead. No, I'm just kidding. No, he but but he does get naked when he drums. Like, what is that with drummers? Hey, hey guys, half naked. naked. You know half what naked. I just realized? Just so you know, and Travis, you can't see it, but Bob, if you turn around, there's a New York license plate thing that says "Ass Man" on it. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's nickname is. The He's ass, ass man. man. But, uh, Seinfeld joke, if nobody knows. But <laughs> yes. Um, well, we don't want to get into the stories of where he became an ass man. No, and that was actually something funny. You sent me a message about that, and you I was do, just you like, do, you, I, do I you, you do what you're good at. You do what you're good at. 
I couldn't remember if I ended up sending you that, that picture or not, or if that's why you sent it to me. But uh, his nickname in but, Atlanta was yeah. Thumper. We had talked about it once, and uh, I just I remember you. It was a joke from college. You it was. I know you were in college at the time, and you brought it up, and I'd never forgotten God, about it. The Seinfeld skit deal. Um, Coffee's good. But yeah, and that, when that came up, I I we were talking about it one day. We we're all jamming together, and uh, that just kind of popped into my head. You heard, oh, Bob's your ass man. I said, Oh man, I got. I got to tell Peter this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a story that, you know, Bob was telling me that we will maybe not talk about today, but yeah. maybe another podcast. That <laughs> wasn't on Seinfeld. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it might have been on a TV at the time. But. <laughs> well, as you can tell, these guys are all uh, really good buds. Uh, Vince, how did you end up meeting these guys? That's something I, I've inquired about before, but, you know, I talk to a lot of people and I forget a lot of stories. So let's uh, right. tell it on the podcast. So I guess uh, Bob kind of just fell into place there th- through uh, Andrea, through Travis and stuff. Um, one of Travis's friends, um, Bob Andrew was kind of like, yeah, uh, we were like, me and Travis kind of wanted to start a three piece. And so that's how Bob came along. He's like, oh, I'm a drummer, uh, badass drummer. Yeah. Uh, he's very humble about it. But I met, I, just him let everybody... I met him on the bridge at Salt Lake, Iowa. Yeah, I'll let everybody know that Bob is a badass drummer. He is. Uh, been a lot of places. He's super, super cool, super humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, played at Bonnaroo, Travis says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't play at Bonnaroo. I he keeps you saying did. that. No, I thought you said you did. No, I worked. I worked on the uh, oh, documentary. You, oh, okay. Well, uh, another lifetime enough. ago, you know. All right, we're gonna write that down and come back to that in a second. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've I've known Travis my whole life though. Uh, my dad kind of grew up with Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were friends, ran around together, did crazy stuff Benny. together. He's a madman. Uh, and then I kind of found out Travis was playing music. Uh, started when he first started playing bass because I was home. Uh, oh, I I guess one summer I think. Two. It was summer of 2018, I think. Yeah, so it would have been after my be, freshman year at college. Uh, me and my friend Nick Williams. Um, Nick. Yeah, oh, Nick. He goes, let's go over to Uncle Travis' place and hang mm-hmm. out. You know, I was like, okay. So we go over there on like a Tuesday night, and I see this like whole setup, a, a drum kit set up, all these guitar amplifiers everywhere. I was like, what the hell are you doing in here, Trav? Well, I haven't seen you in a long time. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're jammer every Wednesday nights. So it's like, dude, I'm bringing my guitar tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah, bring it along. So that's how we started kind of jamming together, and I was, you know, I didn't know shit on guitar at that point. Knew some chords. Robert's I could play. Old. I was a pretty good rhythm guitar player. Couldn't do anything else though. Oh, Bobby Smooth. Yep. All right. I gotta give uh, Robert Zahorik a shout, shout out, out again. Yeah. I know I've talked about him on the show before. Yeah. But uh, that's just kind of how that all fell into place. Uh, me and Travis started jamming a little bit, and then I get out of college. Um, should say we. You know, me and Peter graduated together. Uh go home and i'm jamming with these guys a little bit i was bouncing back and forth from uh northwest iowa what whatnot and uh this last summer we were finally like man let's just start something and and bob just kind of fell into place and i'm like well perfect we've got our you know a a drummer who's willing to show up and you know he's he's got the freedom to the to do this kind of thing so we just kind of started jamming had jammed a couple times i want to say i'm pretty sure Travis says it's the tenth time we ever played together, but I think it was the seventh time we ever jammed together. Exactly. Was Humboldt. Humboldt. Was Three of those picnic. times was live. <laughs> yeah, so it was like our third time playing live Dare together. To suck. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you guys did a couple like in between shows in between the sets. So yeah. what what was going on is I 
I started jamming with some guys at home when I started this thing. I used to have a full gym in my house, and I'd work out with you know my nephew Tanner and and Vinny's brother Willis. So for like all through their high school years, they'd come to my house, and I had wrestling mat, I had thousand pounds of weight, you know, and I just beat the hell of these kids three times a week at least, <laughs> and it was so much fun, you know, and it kept me in shape too, and and um, other kids would come over and they called it we called it Psycho's Gym. And because um, I would foam at the mouth when I would lift and stuff, I guess. So these kids call me psycho plus what I put them through. And uh, <laughs> but all these kids would show up and I'd always tell Tanner, I said, yeah, these th- this one ain't coming back. You won't see that one again. You won't <laughs> see that one again. But we had some great times and some comedy in there and stuff. But uh, I ended up when Tanner graduated and he he started going to the regular gym, you know, this and that. I was like, well, I want to kind of start playing some music. And um, so I cleaned that room out and. Uh, ended up just kind of setting up with some couches and things and made it like a little jam room or whatever. I bought a drum set from a friend of mine, Andy, who's my drummer in my other band, Andy Pasker. Ace is the place for your helpful hardware, man. He's a, He owns Ace Hardware in Mount Vernon, so I had to give a shout-out to him. Nice. Uh, so anyway, we're sitting at the bar one night, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm kind of wanting to just get acquire some equipment and stuff so if people stop by my house they can just jump on if you play drums jump on the drums you know whatever just kind of open mic thing or whatever just anybody that wants to play music come play you know i don't know what the hell i was doing and i just would learn from others where i had some local guys i knew that used to play a lot around home and it was merle fox and dustin olfest so i kind of got to go hold those guys see if they wanted to come jam a little very talented guys you know and a lot of fun and and then I had another girl, Chelsea Jameson, fabulous singer. She's probably maybe sitting with a Saturday night show, but cool. she's uh, one of my lead singers in my Contagious Behavior band. And um, so she started coming because I knew she was a real good singer. She used to sit in with my uh, good buddy of mine, Joey Sohoric, and his dad, Frank Sohoric, their band and stuff. So I said, well, I know Chelsea will sing. She'll come in. So it just kind of started this big cluster of people always over and it's that. Well, then... Uh, Chelsea and Andy and Merle and I decided, well, let's kind of just keep jamming together here. You know, we had a good thing going. And then Vinny started showing up, this young punk out of college, you know, and he used to play bass, which is good for me. He's helped me so much. Thank you, Vinny. I mean, on how to Hell yeah, brother. be a better bass player. But so Vinny would be showing up, this little kid, and Robert Zahor, a good friend of ours, and his brother and Joey. Joey used to have the Magnetos. It was a you know nice power trio rockabilly band. And then he had another one with his dad. It was Joey Bravo and the and uh the joey bravo project and um they played more country and stuff so and his dad played harmonica and sings but anyway their brother or frank's brother robert is a smooth ass guitar player i mean he just Bobby he's shy and he don't he don't give himself enough credit this guy i mean he's probably one of the best pickers i've been around he's pretty smooth that's why i call him bobby smooth so what's the deal anyway, with, what's the deal with he, people being named Bob that are so you know? I know I don't know. <laughs> Let's don't get Bob's head swelled up anymore. It is I mean, you can't get him out of your basement. But anyway, so I started this band with those guys, and Vinny kept coming around, and he'd learn a lot from Robert. Well, Robert didn't want to sing live or perform live with us with Contagious. So that's actually how Olfest came in. And I remember the first show we played at Yox, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was used to playing with Robert. So we had all this set list with Robert and then Robert's like, I'm not playing live or whatever. And I'm like, well, God damn it. So then we get Olfest in and we got this show coming up like in two weeks or whatever. And I'm like trying to learn all these songs Olfest knows. And you don't know some of the things we were doing with Robert. So we play Yox and I'm up there like, well, no idea what I'm doing, you know, just <laughs> strumming along. But, you know, we, we did it. Well, then... Vinny and I decided, I was like, Vinny, I told him, we played at Sutluff, it's an outside show, and we told Vinny, I said, hey, why don't you fill in on our breaks? 
So Vinny would just play acoustic and sing, and I hadn't met Bob yet. And um, my friend Andrea Scott, dear friend of mine, she's a wonderful photographer. I mean, she's awesome. You can look her up on Facebook or Andrea Scott Photography. But fabulous gal, friend of mine for years, hilarious. Well, she had this friend Bob that I ended up meeting on Sutliff Bridge one day, and he was a drummer. Our so, Bob. Yeah, our Bob. This is, this and, is the Bob that's sitting with us right now. Right, right, yeah. So Bob Miller. So I'm like, oh, that's cool, dude. You know, we should hang out or whatever. And then so Vinny was filling in on our breaks. And then I'm like, I told Vinny, I said, dude, I want to play with you. Because Vinny and I would play in my living room sometimes. He'd teach me stuff. And we'd learned a few ACDC songs and shit like this. And some worked on some things that he wrote. He's a really good writer and writes some cool stuff. But So then we had Bob come over and we set up our drums right in my living room. And we had this show, the Contagious had a show out at Crown Regal in Mount Ver- or Lisbon, sorry. And uh, I told Vinny, I said, dude, we should, us three, learn something. So we stayed up all night. We learned five songs. I was going on one hour of sleep, maybe if I had that. Went to this show and filled in on the, and just, we killed it. We weren't 100%, but I'll tell you what, I mean, there's just something just clicked with us three. And it just has kind of blossomed from then. We we started filling in on the breaks with Contagious, us three. He'd, you know, Bob Miller would sit in on Andy Pasker's drum kit. And then, you know, it just it's just something that's clicked. And that's what was cool about us. And and unfortunately for us, Vinny lives so far away and and we don't get a lot of practice time together. I think what I say tonight's gonna be our thirtieth time of ever playing together. Yeah. And it'll be our sixth time playing live. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know. But I, I we just don't care. I mean if we suck, boo us out. That's why I love Vinny always says, boo us out of here then if we suck. Or yeah, otherwise, fill our tip jar, you know. Last but, time I was at Bootleggers, or we were at Bootleggers, I guess, I was like, well, if you don't like us, you can always boo us out of here. But if right. you do, we'll stick around. Right. We got this tip jar <laughs> you, right in and, front of us. And you can boogie woogie. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite things so, about, about you guys is right. like when I saw you at the Rock and Picnic, you hadn't had too many practices or shows no. under your belt, and somehow you still pulled off like, what is actually I would consider an amazing one hour set for for you know based on the fact that you only played right. so many times together right or right yeah and uh, if anybody's looking for that set it's on the Audible Farm YouTube yeah. channel there's Just don't a- listen to the bass player <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean I go back and listen to that and I, you know you're usually more hard on yourself than than most people most people don't hear those things you know most of the time but you catch them. And the good thing for me, I think, and for Vinny, too, it's helped uh, both of us. Bob's an old hack at it, but him and I, I think it's helped us listen to it, especially Vinny with his singing and uh, stuff. I mean, he, but he's always been a natural front man. He loves to be showing off. I wish I could get to where I could move around, not be so robotic because I'm up there trying to count or remember what I'm doing, not have squirrel happen where I'm like, hey, where am I? Oh, wait, I'm playing now. Yeah, not you know? walk off the stage exactly. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and, a- I didn't, and I don't know Vinny's over there giving me Gene Simmons tongues and humping my leg. You know, I'm just standing there. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, but I am enjoying over. it. Yeah, I can, feel, I can feel the energy. <laughs> so um, Bob can probably tell you a little more of where he came from. He, he was... Well, Coming back a, and forth I was just going to say, that's, so. that's, the thing, that's the thing about Travis. He keeps forgetting that he's not even three years old on the base. Yeah. Like, could it be three years this coming summer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you're freaking blind, dude. I yeah. know, and that's, <laughs> but, we were talking about on the way up here. I told him, I said... It's all about the feel, man. Well, this kid... This, did a great job. Well, Chuck, Chuck Franks, is, uh, my ex-girlfriend, Carrie Clark, which is, she's a beautiful lady, too. Wonderful gal. Her uh, uncle, I used to go down and kind of jam with little, because he's really good on guitar. And um, he was telling me, he said, you know, you want to play this thing so much that you can lay in bed with your eyes closed 
and you can play every note. And I said, dude, I already am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Blind. But it, like I can look down and know where I'm at. So I got to use, I have, uh, I had a local company, uh, Rickard Sign, shout out to them guys, Rickard Sign stuff. They've always helped me back. You know, I used to airbrush bikes and stuff and I'd have them guys cut me stencils now and then stuff when I didn't have my vinyl machine. Uh, great group of dudes there. And uh, Logan's brown, uh, what, he's Tanner's class. Uh, he was mine. Oh, was he in yours? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was. He was two years old. Yeah. Well, I was in the wrestling room with these guys, man. I remember uh, Vinny one time. We were running walls and stuff, and Vinny's puking, and I knew. I said, this kid been out partying. <laughs> you know, I've been in the wrestling room after partying. And he comes over to me, and, and I'll never forget, he comes over to me. He goes, he goes, man, coach, thanks for not letting me quit. And I said, dude, there ain't no quitting this kid. You know, I could see it right then. And we've always said he has brass balls, man. That kid, we went to an open mic, and who was that, Eric Burton? Uh, it was it was uh, Kevin Burt. Kevin yeah. Burt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes up and he goes, I brought my bass with me. Where I'm just like, but I'm going, no, I am, nah, I'm not ready for this. And yeah. Andy was with us because Andy was thinking about maybe sitting in on drums. And he was still going, eh. Andy used to drum back in high school. Well, then he got back into it. And because uh, I asked him, you know, about it. He goes, oh, I got a drum set. I'll sell you. This is where all up at Yacht's Landing at the bar. We're going to play at Saturday night. So I go over and I buy this drum set. And I'm like, you wanted 300 bucks? I said, was it include cymbals? And he goes, yeah. And I had, I think, three cymbals with it. And then uh, the the um, hi-hat. I said, well, shit, the cymbals are worth 300, you know? Yeah. So I bought it. It's old, was it Sindlinger, Bob? Is that what I'm right? Is that a brand? I think so. Sl Slinger. Slinger, yeah. Slingerling. Yeah, it's an old Slinger, you know. So and Andy hadn't drummed in like 20 years. So then... Got him back in it. Now he's like, God damn, I got three drum sets and all the two cajones. And all. So he goes, man, you got me all going crazy now. You know, I'm like, well, that's beautiful, man. That's what music does to people. And, and yeah. Uh, and uh, case in point, I mean, it's not on camera, but my basement is. It's got, of, it's got a little bit of gear in it. Let's just say. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. yeah. Behind you, there are four four by 12s. Let's, uh, oh, let's, keep don't let the, Vinny, let's keep it on the DL. Don't let Vinny plug into how those. Much crap I got hanging around here. But <laughs> I just had to buy a $1,000 subwoofer to quiet Vinny down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously it worked. it worked it was awesome filled it out but um so anyway that's just a little bit of my background kind of with Vinny and stuff and bob's you know pretty um novel to this thing for us i mean not as a player but um instrumentally the guy is just He's phenomenal. He really is. Well, let me ask you this, Bob. How did you get your start playing music? Since Travis hasn't really been playing too long, um, Vinny's told me some stories about you, but let's tell a few on the podcast. He graduated you... from Cow Pie High, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Prairie K through twelve? One of the only, pe one of the first people that made, it all, that. made it all the way through. Made it all the way through. I made it all the way through. Nobody else, nobody else there makes it through hey, school. He did. Or was he did, he did have to go to wrestling well, practice with Barry. One of the Davis. first people that made it from kindergarten all the way through, as far as like the first time you could have done it. Okay. In the time yeah. When they started doing. Glad we clarified yeah. that. Otherwise, it was going to sound like I'm the I'm the only person from my town to graduate. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Again, he was at Cal Pi High. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, drums for me started because my family was super musical. And at two years old, my parents bought me my first toy drum set because my mom was sick of having pots and pans out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in, the, everybody in the family played and sang. So uh, when I was a teenager, my dad, my dad was the smartest in terms of load in and load out. He played harp. So he'd take, he'd take me to a jam. It's an easy load in. And, and he'd, you know, bring his harp. And then I'd sit in on the drum set, you know, and... And I think I was like 11 or 12 when he first started doing that. And then start, you know, played all the way through school, um, played in bands. And then uh, as soon as I got out of school, I started playing um, regionally. And 
Um, it took until I was about, what, 26, I guess, 26, 27, until I moved to Nashville. Um, and then uh, got, uh, got a really good look at uh, the music business there and switched from, I was also an in audio engineer. And so I switched from uh, music to TV and film there. And then moved to Atlanta when it blew up there. And well, let me ask you this: what uh, what intrigued you to move to Nashville? Oh, um, mainly just uh, it w <laughs> coming from Iowa. It wasn't New York or LA. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, because I actually Here had there. friends older than me that that went to LA and told me some stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And this was back in the '80s, you know, late mm -hmm. '80s. Yeah. Well, LA uh, would have been fun then. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> But I would have been dead. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> last so, like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Nashville seemed a little more doable for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And when I got there, it was cool. The music thing was great. Everybody was better than me. <laughs> it's like everybody that shows up in Nashville as a yeah, player. Yeah, it's pretty it's like, intimidating. It's sure. like, holy shit, you really have to be really great. Because mm -hmm. um, that's the thing about Nashville. You'll never see a shitty band play out mm -hmm. live in Nashville. Because you don't get a shot unless you're good. Yeah. And it really is like, I mean, you know, you got to give them a tape. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, these days you got to, you know, give them a, give them a link to a, you know, to a, mm -hmm. to a video or something. And it's just, uh, it's amazing there. Yeah. I've heard stories about there where like, if you want to take, like get a shot in Nashville somewhere and nobody's ever heard of you, sometimes they'll put you at a bar at like 8am and it's like, well, who's going to be at the bar at 8am? Well, like nobody, but you really got to impress the bartender for him to ask you to come back. You <laughs> know? So, so they, come to the bathroom, honey. I'll impress you. No, oh, geez. <laughs> That's Travis. Oh, it's part of how I went blind. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Story. We'll, we'll get to that story later. <laughs> Damn Chuck. So you end up going from, from Nashville, you just do some audio engineering, you said, and then it ended up going some like TV and movie type stuff. Yeah, um, that was also a total accident. Uh, a friend of mine was an art director, and uh, I had done some set construction on and off for him, just, you know, on the side, in between music. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, hey, I need an art assistant, come on out. Um, I, we were out on a set where it was live puppeteers talking while they're puppeteers tearing and there's these guys with headphones recording the puppeteers you know doing sync audio back then it was they were shooting 16 millimeters so it was sync audio on a on an open reel analog deck named anagra nice yeah and it's time code you know so that um you know that they could marry it back to the film and back then i think uh mid 90s they probably would have been shooting beta or digital beta digital beta at that, at that point so they so oh no no at that point that would have been for the edit um because they were shooting film so so they transferred the video for edit long story longer you know it's like you actually have to have a professional audio person there so i so i talked to these guys we kind of hit it off the guys the guy that's there his dad is actually just kind of there hanging with him his name is michael figlio jr seniors there with him just hanging out mm -hmm. and uh he, he uh by the end of the day he was like hey what are you doing next week i got a couple music videos i need cover because i'm going to be out of the country working um and i have extra gear so i can just send you with the gear and so my first uh my first music video was chet atkins with Susie bogus they what? had they yeah. had just done a, a duet album together and uh, they were f they were filming for one more for the road, 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was downtown Nashville at the Hermitage Hotel. Super cool. So uh, you didn't even go to school for this at all. You just kind of got thrown to the wolves. Um, oh, no. I mean, see, by that time, I knew about time code and all that from music audio. Mm -hmm. So really, it's just a matter of learning how does this particular piece of gear work. Yeah, yeah. All so, right. Yeah, it, wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. The biggest deal was figuring out how to deal with a, uh, a, a director of photography from uh, L.A., yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> that was the biggest but. deal. He basically said, "Okay, this guy's gonna probably lean into you a little bit, you know. Don't roll over, but don't be an asshole." Well, no, and so that's what happened. The guy was like, "Hey, man, can you move the speakers?" I was like, "Well, are they in the shot? Are they in your way? Are they too loud for you?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and and the guy was cool with me the rest of the day. It was like he just wanted to see what I was doing and if I had any experience. I think. Yeah, it was okay. just, and the guy that sent me on my first gig was like, "Okay, this guy's going to be this way. Just be that way." Well, Peter, yes. The thing is, you want to shake Bob's hands because Bob's hands have been between Dolly Parton's breast. <laughs> is that a speaking of a fabulous lady, which I've always thought really high of her, but he said she's pretty top notch. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's uh, she I uh, love Dolly Parton. Yeah, I did a grew up imitating her fake. You know, I got pictures of me in balloons in, wig on, <laughs> come down the stairs to Butterfly, whatever that. No, I got Butterfly. I can't remember that song. I've actually, uh, I've actually heard that about Dolly Parton. She's like, yeah. nothing more than like a super, super, super yeah. nice person yeah. well, in in real life. I worked on a couple um, Dollywood commercials where she was doing the, you know, present to the camera thing. Yep. Never used a a, uh, a um, teleprompter, yeah. cue cards, Biden. nothing. <laughs> And she always knew her lines because she was basically the one that had written everything and mm -hmm. just, you know, knew her, knew her shit and was, mm. was there. So the first time you mic her up, hide a mic on her, <laughs> you walk up to her and say, hey, Dolly, nice to meet you. And she says, well, just get on in there between the girls. I know that's where you want to put it. <laughs> just get the mic right there. Just put it right there in the air. It'll be perfect. Yeah. I, I promise not to, I promise not to blow on it. That's, yeah. that's, that's like, hilarious. You know, yeah. yeah, no, she was like, yeah. she, well, she had done it. You know, hundreds if not thousands of times. By yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Because she does that kind of work all the time. Well, remember, yeah. didn't you tell me you had to use a heavier uh, mic thing for to hook to her bra? No. Than normal? Or no, something no, like no. That? Just, just actually, a regular tie clip works great right on the edge of the bra. Oh, okay. Puts it right out there I in the remember. air between. Yeah. Yeah, and for people that don't know anything about, like, micing up people for that kind of stuff with, like, lapel mics and such, that's, I mean, honestly, that's where it's going to go anyways. It usually right. goes right on the chest. If you're wearing a suit jacket, it goes right between your chest. And, I mean, right. if you're a guy or girl, whatever. So, it's not, we're not talking like he's getting all pervy on her and putting a <laughs> microphone between her boobs or some <laughs> such. Is Nick, he, he's nicknamed's ass man. I mean, yeah. come on. Not boob man. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my nickname back then. I, no, I do want to go on record and say I've been looking forward to getting Bob on the podcast because uh -huh. I know he's got all these. Oh, he's great Freaking awesome yeah. stories, like musically and with well, all then, these different people. He was so on, this is badass. To he me, did the video. He, I know some of them stories <laughs> I haven't heard yet. And he was on the. He did the video for um, Lo, uh, Long Hair Country Boy, right? With Charlie Daniels. Yeah, when when he redid it with Hal Ketchum and um, Barry, uh, mm -hmm. what's his first name? John Barry. Mm -hmm. So it's John Barry and Hal Ketchum, and it was so fun because it was out at Charlie's place um, at the farm. And he had built this great studio in the barn, like a real studio. Nice. Um, and that's where we shot it because that's where they recorded the the track. They had redone Long Hair Country Boy with like one or two changes. I think I the one the one funny change was uh, there's a line that says, "But I will take another toke." 
mm-hmm. in the last verse. And uh, um, Hal Ketchum got to deliver the new line every time, and he said, but I will tell another joke, and then he winks every time. It's just like classic, <laughs> classic Hal Ketchum. Right. That's yeah. awesome. So how did you uh, how'd you end up going from Nashville down to Atlanta? Um, for people that don't know, Atlanta, the music scene down there uh, exploded in like the 90s. You know, mm-hmm. it would probably be like the early 90s. Um, and other people, you know, it's that's where Ted Turner's, you know, based out of. There's lots of money down in the Atlanta yeah. area, mm-hmm. even though, you know, a lot of people might turn their nose up at it. But like I said, I mean, there was a lot of rap metal bands and things like that. A lot of like the new metal bands started starting out there in, in the early 90s and stuff like that. So it did have a lot of traction. Um, even well, if people but I, don't had, know it. I had made the transition to TV and film by then. Mm-hmm. And by the time I moved to... So were you working for Ted Turner? No, he's working for actually, Tyler Perry. Actually, I did. Actually, I did work for Turner and... Oh, really? Didn't you work for Tyler Perry, too? (laughs) Yeah, just... Well, and I did a lot of sports once I got to Atlanta. I did um, uh, a lot for ESPN, Um, uh, you know, football, a lot of uh, uh, collegiate sports. Oh, cool. You know, so uh, setting up the the hoop mics for the basketball, setting up the the bubble mics, the parabolics, you know, for football and and soccer, and we did it. We did it all. We did, uh, um, you know... Uh, football, baseball, basketball, uh, women's softball, um, women's baseball, basketball, um, uh, gymnastics, volleyball, you name it. We did all the collegiate sports that they put on ESPN, mm-hmm. ESPN2. Or, well, or ESPNU. I'm gonna say this then. Don't don't give me crap about my modest podcast setup here. Then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it sounds pro. really nice here. It's great. Uh, well, <laughs> it does sound nice, but it's great having a sound guy like that as your drummer. You know, I mean, he makes us sound better. Not only his drumming, but his mixing abilities and stuff. Well, it's kind of fun. He's real kind. Been... He says he always says I'm real kind to the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave uh, them hanging out there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's fun because I have, I still have um, some of the location gear, so it's really easy for me to multi-track a small band like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just plug into the board and. Well, and it's and really record. helped. It's really helped recording our practice and stuff for me, who's probably the least talented of the group, I guess, or whatever, to help me. Because it's hard to, you know, when you do a cover or something, or even your originals, it's not like I can tell Alexa, hey, play Drive Me Wild tonight, you know, because it's not recorded. So now that I'm recorded, I can, you know, shoot them Bluetooth from my phone up to Alexa, and then I can practice along with how we play things, you Mm -hmm. know. So it makes it a lot easier when we get back together because we don't have a lot of time together, you know. But it's just weird how we can get together, and it's just like, I remember one time I told Vinny, I said, you know, I've always wanted to play Voodoo Child. He goes, oh, and I go, what's the bass chords? He goes, ah, it's E and G, and then there's like C and D, I think, or something. I don't know. And I said, all right, I'll just try to follow you. And Vinny's over there, goes, give me a minute. And he's got the volume down on his guitar, and all of a sudden I hear him, ah, he shakes his head or something. I don't know what you did. And then all of a sudden he turns his volume up, and it's like, wink, wink, I'm like, oh, shit, this is on. And we ripped it, man. I was like, I felt like I was King Kong. I got done. I go, dude, we just kicked the shit out of that song, man. I've never played it before. And it just clicked. Somehow we can not be together or whatever and get together. And it's like, I did, we just feel one another. It's weird. Yeah. Well, and it, the more we play what, together, it's the better it's getting. Yeah, really. well, you know what it reminds me of? And it reminded me of it because we 
did things so fast to begin with. Right. When I, the thing that I love to do outside of the band sometimes is to show it up a, at a jam, mm-hmm. play play with people I've never played with before, yes. songs I may or may not have mm-hmm. heard jam or yeah. don't know. Yeah. That's what I wish yeah. I'd do more. I'm going to try to do that this summer now that COVID's yeah. hopefully over, but. Yeah, but it's just, you know, and it feels it feels fresh like that, even mm. though now the songs are starting to get, you know. Mm. Well, we kind of monotonous a little bit, but that's why we try to continue to push. Like, Vinny's, Vinny's like, I just want to, like, nickname him SpongeBob. You know, Spun-A-Shack or something. I don't know. <laughs> he he just, like, learns stuff so quick. He's just got that yes. kind of mind, man. It just drives me nuts. Because I'm over there, and I feel dumb, because I'm like, tell me that again. It's like three chords or something. He's like... Dude, it's A T A E A G D A, and I'm like, all right, hang on. And I'll be like, what's that again? You know, what I'm like, and it, it's just like, and he can rip out. I mean, he just learned Oh Well the other day and was like, by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, he just he's like rips it out. He sends me these little videos, you know. And unfortunately for Bob, we got to get Bob up to date on getting him an iPhone so he can have full length videos sent to him. <laughs> but uh so Vinny sends me this stuff and I'm just like and I love it because Vinny's just need to hear Vinny going, Yeah, you know, he's like just having a blast, man. That's what I love about him. The kid just it's great. Hey, so. I also I wanna let it be known that uh I I learned Voodoo Child from Pete here. Oh sweet. guitar and <laughs> nice. bass on yeah. the fly. Where was it we jammed that uh, one time? The, the Red Lantern and Boat, I think. Yeah, is that the Bode. name of it? Yeah. yeah. We the like... first time I ever went to a jam ever. Yeah, I nice. I drove I drove 20 miles south, picked up Vinny, and then drove 30 miles north, and we went to a jam <laughs> night. And then we, and then that's dedication. It's awesome because Scott yeah. Scott Dahl was there, and he's oh, like, Oh, Scott Dahl is cool. And he's though, like, You guys, guy. uh, you guys going to play something? And it was just like, Well, yeah, I guess if you let us. I mean, we were not not trying to say we weren't good, but there was some killers in there. Like, right, we're yeah, talking, right. I'm just going to yeah. name a few, but like Scott was there, uh, Bruce Borchers was there, Ron Lee King was there. I wow. mean, yep. you want to talk about some, some killers in the area, right. those guys. Well, you guys stellar. have a great musical scene over in this side of the state, for sure. It's, I mean, it seems like you have more jam nights than, than I noticed over on my side of the state. Yeah. Well, what's, what's cool about it, too, is like uh, every once in a while, I'll post a guitar video on Facebook or something, and I'll get somebody like Ron Lee King to like it, and I'm like... I think I'm getting good now yeah. when, yeah. when Ron Lee King likes my right. stuff. Must right. be doing something, something right. Because yeah. yeah. that dude's cow. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, you know, and that was one of those things when we showed up at that jam night. It was just like, well, I'll bring a guitar, and, and we'll see what they do. And then and it was just like, Vinny, you want to play bass? And Vinny's just like, yeah, I guess so. And like, what songs are we going to play? And it's like, these ones. And it's like, what are the chords? These. And he, you know, he just never messed yeah, up. Like, I know. He's like you said, you can, just, you can just tell it to him, and then an hour later, he just reproduces right. it pretty He's, darn close, yeah. you know, and. Yeah. Speaking of like reproducing songs close, let's go back to this one. Cause I was thinking about this when you were saying you can't just tell your Alexa to play this song and then jam along with it. Cause you guys, I mean, from what I can tell there, you, you boogie woogie, a lot of songs that might not have the boogie woogie. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, you're, you do cover music, but you don't cover it exactly like it's recorded, which is one of the things I dig about you. And there's nothing right. against bands that do that, but it doesn't lend itself to you guys being able to just turn a radio on and practice right, like right. a lot of people do, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so how does that all go about? Like, how'd you guys decide that? Was it just the merging of the styles and that's how it came out? Or? Yeah. Bass, I think, don't you think, Vinny? So uh, I think the first one we did was What I Say. Yeah, which, we ripped that one. You know, that's that like an OG Ray Charles song. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm not sure if he actually wrote that song, but he was like the first to really be known to play it popular and it's like orbison played it too oh I love and i kind of yeah i, I kind of took orbison's version 
Um, you know, because there's ver- those versions are pretty similar, except Orbison has a little more of a, a rock beat to it. He bar chords it a lot. So uh, what what I did with that song is I I just I took it and I just kind of made it a rock and roll song. Mm-hmm. You know, I just made it a a, a night of a, a party song, really. You know. Yeah, um, and we skipped it at, yeah, at last Bootleggers time. last time, so it's, it's like great. our best song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we skipped it totally, so they'll get it tonight. Yeah, so I mean, hey, that can was I have some more of that too. That yeah, yeah, we, uh, dude, I'll tell you what, we should take a, a five second commercial break here. Uh, cabin Couch Coffee, or what the hell is it? Uh, couch, couch Town. Couch Town. Well, I'll tell couch you what, if I, I, I feel like I'd like to be in a cabin right now drinking some of this Couch Coffee. It's, I'll tell it, you what, I'm and I don't usually drink it black, but I'll tell you, this. Is good stuff. I'm throwing it out there again. It's it's hot. It's, it's came out of a That's game, fine. So. I, I know. Well, I if like hot If not drinking any, because so. he doesn't drink caffeine. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> that kid, he's he's Captain Caffeine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You ever seen him on stage? That first <laughs> night we played together, all of us, he did a David Lee Roth <laughs> off the stage, man. Bob's going to me. He goes, Vinny just jumped off stage, and now he's on a picnic table. Uh, that was, I'm like, that where'd was, he go? I don't know. I that was Andy, see. because I sat in with oh, your guys' van. That's right. It was Andy. I was singing yeah. "Can't You See." Can't you see? That's right. And so yeah. Merle starts soloing, yeah. and I'm just headbanging because I was like, I don't care at this point. I'm getting it. drunk, and I just like so we're on this it's like we're on this it. flatbed trailer, okay, as a stage, and I just like best I can <laughs> leap off of it, do the splits midair like David Lee Roth with the you know my with his Converse tennis shoes on, or whatever. and which which I ended up doing all right. <laughs> and, like I, the landing, I, I nailed it, yeah, and I I ran. All the way through this, a bunch of people, and I got up onto this like picnic table out there, and I just started screaming, "Yeah, hell yeah, yeah or something." Yeah. I ran back. Dude, the kid was awesome. <laughs> I said, "What would it be to be 26 again?" Or whatever. you were 25 then, I think, or 24. I can't something. Well, you're, 25. You're still a young Come buck. Back. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, jeez, like, isn't uh, he? I said it should be Vinny and the Geritals or something. <laughs> you know? Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's something that else. You know, I. When I see younger people that play guitar like Vinny did, you know, like he was, he said a little earlier, you know, he just played a lot of rhythm guitar and like maybe kind of sang. He just did it as like a hobby in his house. But it was one of those things where it's like, dude, you're, you're better than I was at your age. And when I was your age, I thought I was, I thought I was the shit, you know, and and then it was just, eventually I realized I wasn't. And I, and I pretty much just quit playing guitar for like 10 years, you know. I know you're pretty badass. I I I watched your life the other night and I was like, three finger Betty was ripping it, dude. And by the way, you got any shirts here? I don't. They're all, they're all. Vinny said he probably done. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he told me to grab one, and I forgot at the show. And dude, then, you guys all forget about the blind guy. Here uh, we go. <laughs> oh, we should have probably picked Travis up, you know? Just <laughs> just give him any shirt and tell him this one. Don't you have, like, an old Bob. Kiss shirt or something? It's what I want. I want, a pit, I want a wife beater that has Gene Simmons doing the tongue thing. And <laughs> blood running down his face, dude. Be badass. Merle Fox, my guitarist in my other band, he has this killer wife beater, and it's got the cover of Jaws, you know, when the girl's swimming across the top and Jaws is coming up mm-hmm. and uh my sister told me about it because she was like commenting you know i mean this killer wife peter he had on one night at my house my sister was back from montana and she goes dude that's a badass wife peter i'm like what do you mean it's just probably a white white peter and she goes no it's got the jaws picture on the front of it I'm like sweet merle that's badass <laughs> classic 70s it is and that's what i we are classic kind of 60s 70s you know i mean uh, to be to let it be known uh pete pete already knew about my uh levels of energy 
from sitting in class with me I'm so many sure, times yeah. and me being probably well, you got to have a level of energy on. to get on top of a bull or a horse or whatever you know oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinny, for people that don't know different Vinny rode bulls before he went to school but you know you and i kind of just and it's not like we ran the class but you and i had a lot of classes in the accounting program together and we kind of right. just sat in the back well, you're and, both pretty and, intelligent and led the man. class like mushers in a dog pack you know and it was just one of those deals where we just let everyone else do what they were doing and if, mm-hmm. if need be we'd just be like this is the answer or whatever you know? <laughs> yeah. well, I, yeah. You know what's funny is uh, I, I hate to name names, but he won't care. So like Caleb Bogue, mm-hmm. uh, he eventually caught on, and he was like, <laughs> and I know Nick was always like infatuated with us too. So yeah, he sat back there with us, and then like Caleb started, he catches on. He's like, these guys know what they're talking about. I'm gonna sit back here with these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually the the referees sit in the back, but it, like this was the opposite way. You know, we sat in the back and we were the ones that actually. And it's not like everybody else wasn't didn't know what they were doing because there was. I mean, we we actually graduated with a lot of really smart people, and I'm not. I'm, this is not a you know down on them, but no. you know, you and I just kind of sat in the back and we're just like, yeah. okay, I read the book once. Here's how you do everything, and. You know, it's not like we didn't have to study or anything, but we did have some people kind of buddy up with us to, to you know, well, you guys help are, each other out yeah. through both, school. I mean, you're both pretty intelligent men, I'm serious. I, mean, I, I Vinny, guess. Vinny's, I guess. You know, I mean, I think oh, everybody oh. in their own way, or, I mean, that's Bingo. why I don't want to put anybody down or anything. Bingo. And, you uh, know, and, and not to get off subject or anything, but I, I have a, I just lost my first cousin this last week, and he was a hell of a drummer, and he played guitar, and. He just was in a bad place, and then he hung himself Tuesday this week. So I've had a buff, pretty rough week, and i got to leave Sunday to go to Kansas City to go to a funeral for him on Monday. He just turned 50, and it's just, you know, I just it's like it just sucks, man, because I, I started playing music, and I was going to go down there in May, and we were going to play together, and it's just – I just want people out, out there on this podcast, man, if you're down or you're feeling bad, I mean, trust me, I've been there. Christ, man, what I've gone through, I've lost my vision, and – and uh, that's a tough pill to eat. And everybody, we all have our problems. But man, just reach out or yeah, you, you know, lost your vision as an adult, not just, yeah, not just, just like started in two thousand eight, twenty fifteen. Not just like born blind. I mean, that's yeah. the one thing that blows my mm-hmm. mind about you is how positive you are. And well, like, I try to be, man. Dude, but I have my dark my days. Trust as an me. Adult, <laughs> I would be so upset. You know, I'd just be mm-hmm. bitter at everyone. And like well, I said at the it, beginning, it, like your your yeah. outlook on life is one of my favorite. Well, things. you you have two choices, man. Two roads you can go down. That's very true. So, and I just look at it as, man, everything happens for a reason. And to me, it was whatever powers to be there are in this universe or wherever are saying, I've got to take your vision from you for you to be able to see what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it could be, yeah. I mean. You know what I mean? So now I'm, I didn't do artwork for almost three years, man. I was so depressed and I drank real hard. I almost killed me and another friend in a car. It would have been my third drunk driving and stuff. And that's when I went sober, man. And I was like. Alcohol, you know, there's two things that don't go well together, and that's alcohol and not giving a shit. That's true. All right? And then I'm like, I, I, I can kill myself, all right, because that's this. And and it's just like right now I'm thinking about my cousin. I mean, he don't know how many people he hurt and left behind, how many people truly loved him and stuff. And 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 then you uh, you got to think of them things, man, because trust me, I've been down there. I mean, that's why I don't want to have a – I want to have a gun for protection, but then there's sometimes I'm like, dude, I might use it on myself. Yeah, and some you of that – I mean, like- so – like you said, it's very it's, important for people to know that like right. it, there are people out there that care about you. Well, and it, life life truly is worth living, man. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it is. Trust me, man. I know I've been there. And it's like you have to find an outlet or things that keep you busy and keep your mind or, you know, set small goals. Don't work about big ones, small ones every day or whatever you got to do. 
you know, get yourself exercising, get involved with things or whatever. And, and, you know, unfortunately for him, he was stuck out in a small town. He didn't have his license yet. I'm like, dude, just work at, make a small goals, get your license back, get your freedom, start jamming, you know, get on your drums and start writing. He's really good at writing, you know, songs and things. I said, hell, maybe my band will cover a few, send me stuff. So he used to send me little videos I'd share with these guys on a, yeah, Chaps, I was say, we riffs. still have those. Yeah. We still have those. Yeah, some riffs and stuff that he would rip out now and then just to share with us or whatever. And I was looking forward to these guys meeting him, especially Bob, because you know how drummers all like to, you know, they oh, just yeah. have this connection, you know. And, yeah, you guys and, have the diamonds um, in the rough. So I had airbrushed this drum set for him years ago because, you know, I bought him this Rogers drum set when he was up living with me, you know, and got him back drumming. Well, then I took it all apart, polished all the rings and, and everything, and then I airbrushed this drum setup for him you know and god he was back at it and he ended up getting in a band pull tab out of kansas city they were together for a while and and uh it's just that he you know he got on some drugs and had problems with that and it's just just those demons he couldn't i don't think could beat but it, it just sucks because you know you lose this wonderful talented person that i don't know why you know it's just it it's mind-boggling sometimes and I feel like when sometimes just, when people have those issues, it's just it's just as simple as communicating. Yeah, them. And, and I, I try to communicate as much as I could with him. I told him, I said, man, I wish geographically we were closer, you know, and we could, especially now that I can play music, you know, yeah. my whole life I was just inspired. He didn't, he didn't realize how much I looked up to him because he used to, you know, love, you know, looking up to, he always looked up to me saying how I'm so talented and, you know, my, my art and stuff back when I was airbrushing and stuff because i was doing this photorealism and doing painting all these kick-ass bikes you know and all this and it was going great for me and then all of a sudden the rug got pulled out from under me man you know yeah i it, mean it's it's like the onus shouldn't be placed on on one person or one right. specific thing yeah. either you know it's like you mm. tried your best to communicate but it's got to be right. that two-way street yeah yeah, yeah. and it's and tough, trust me yeah. I, I feel like everyone's been there in some mm -hmm. some capacity and if i don't think you've experienced life if you haven't been depressed yeah you and know I, and I, down there you know yeah, and I mean, maybe some people haven't, and those people, are, and those people are lucky. Yeah, but, very lucky. <laughs> but you know, like I said, it comes back to communicating. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you don't feel like you want to burden your friends with this, but right. you have to just talk about it. You right, know, stuff you do. Like that. Seriously, and, man, communication is key to everything. All relationships, no matter what, friendships, business, love, surrounding yourself you know, surrounding with the right yourself. people. You See, know? that's what I, I told him. I remember he called me a couple months ago and was wailing. I thought he was going to tell me my uncle died. You know, he was that wailing and upset. He had been drinking and. and and uh, he just said, I just hate where I'm at, you know, and it's not. And I said, I understand it. I said, man, if I lived there, I'd probably hang myself too or something, you know, and didn't realize saying that. And that's what he ended up doing, you know, but it was just, I told him, I said, you have to, you know, start exercising, start finding outlets, start setting goal, you know, things that get you moving forward. You know, don't, yeah. don't let your surroundings consume you, man. Well, and you're, you you're know? the perfect example of that because yeah, look if, at, look at what you've done with yourself. Yeah, like but you've I turned around and I have know. a huge support system though, man. Yeah. I got you, man. I got I got so many friends. I got I can walk. I got two towns that are a mile apart, man. I can walk over Mount Vernon if I want. I get I have people that stop by all the time. He didn't have that support system. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So like I do. I mean, I get down, and I might be down for two days, and I've learned to deal with my depression. I've learned to let it just roll and roll with it, and and then not fight it, and just let myself just get through it and then build myself up. But usually what happens to me, like Andrea Scout stopped by and she's so positive and awesome. And she'll bring me up and be like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Look what you're doing. And she goes, dude, you're doing this. You can't see, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you have to realize what, and I was just listening to a podcast. Another friend sent me um, the other day and that's what this guy was talking about. And about, um, 
giving yourself credit kind of, you know, saying, cause I, I'm hard on myself on bass playing and things that I always have, you know, when I wrestled or did artwork or any of this stuff, man, I was always my own worst critic and it can be your enemy at sometimes. Sometimes it's all right to tell yourself, man, you're pretty badass, you know, yep. you're get You're good at this. There's a lot of people who can't. That's why I said, dare to suck. I'm not afraid to get up there and, and mess up, but I know that I'm going to try to make it sound good best I can to my ability, you know, and I'm going to have fun. Yeah, and, and have fun with life, man. And it's just like they lock us all down, do all this crap. And then, you know, I never, I, I laugh about it. I said they, they closed gyms, one place you can go and build up your immune system and exercise, do this. And they deemed it non essential, but they deemed liquor stores essential. Oh, yeah. yeah you mean, I come mean, on, man. Yeah. What are you doing to, you know, well, mental health issues, all this? It's just sad, man. It, well, that's the PSA you know, for today, I guess. We'll put right. it on this podcast. But it's, it's uh, yeah, just reach out, talk to somebody right. if you can. You know, just know you're not alone. I know it, these are all cliche, dumb yeah. things that people who it are It just sucks that we got to keep we keep reminding everybody of this. Yeah, right. and I get it. Like, when you're depressed, you don't want to hear that crap. And right. somebody's just like, take vitamins yeah. and sleep right. better and right. drink some water. Right. It's like, it's yeah. like, get out of town, dude. You yeah. don't understand, you no. know, so. Sometimes they just they just need a freaking hug and told that they're badass, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're worth having around, man. Well, look, and, and the cool thing is, man is like what you've done like getting back into your art stuff mm-hmm. is is freaking sweet you know mm-hmm. yeah like what, what you do is is <laughs> yeah let's touch on that for a second i'm talking to Vinny the other day and, and Vinny said he's he's over at your place one time and and you're cooking food in your yeah. mind well i've been and, doing and these these food prep videos are pretty hilarious and Vinny's just like how in the hell do you know how to cook fettuccine alfredo with chicken in it or some shit like that dude, it, <laughs> it was it crab was, and shrimp yeah crab and shrimp alfredo yeah. that was good dude. yeah yeah dude <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's muscle memory, a lot of it, and, you know, and then, you know, timing, you've cooked forever, you know, I'm 48 years old. I smell too. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And just sense. And then sometimes you got to burn your hands, dude. (laughs) 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 I've burned a few fingers too. And it sucks because I've always doing this crap. Like the other day I was running my belt sander, sanding some of these little copper quarter inch copper tubing. I pinched the end and I make them into eyelashes for these eyeballs I'm working on. And I got to grind the the pinched ends off, you know, round them a little bit. And I'm on my belt center, and I'm, you know, I'll catch my finger this and that, and it burned through one of my good calluses I have built up. So then we got practice that night, and I'm bleeding the other night, and I'm like, yeah, man. Blood on the string, sweat on the brow. We're bringing this music the only way we know how. Fast, hard, just like making love. Sometimes you got to slow it down and think of everybody above. I don't know. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny and I were I come home from my other band's practice one night and I was little I had two drinks you know because I don't drink a lot anymore so I get buzzed on that and then uh, Vinny we FaceTime each other and Vinny's like man I got this new cool blues lick but I'm just stuck I can't think any music to put to it so I was like well, I don't know what about Lucky Lucy's on the loose tonight he goes that sounds pretty good. So I started singing this stupid crap. Raunch and roll, baby. Raunch and roll. Yeah, we're Ronch a raunch and roll, and roll band. <laughs> so I said, goes, slow down. I got to write this down, man. It's like, and the next thing we know, we had wrote this song together and he put it together. He put, you know, uh, it's like literally it's we're, we're it's midnight and we're so then both Bob, drunk poor Bob's got to come in. He Bob's not on this, you know. So Bob shows up. We're like, hey, we got this going on. And Bob's like, yeah, man, okay, you know. So I love Bob. 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 Bob's always like, yeah, man, okay, man, yeah, it's good, it's cool. You know, he's always so laid back and just happy and you know, you know, that's true. Uh, from what little I've met of you, Bob, you seem like a very relaxed and laid back yeah. kind of person. And it's it's crazy <laughs> to say that, like, you know, just from the couple stories you've told us today, that like, you know. You could you could be big headed about yourself if you really wanted to, but yeah, you uh, but well, you're no, not. No, I was I was only along for the ride on those things. <laughs> but but one of the coolest things that I was along for the ride on was I got to work on the music video for Hurt, 
mm. with Johnny Cash. Oh, no way. Well, you never told me that, dude. At That's the house. awesome. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah. yeah. God damn, I didn't know I was with a, such a rock star. Oh, my gosh. That's, that was a, that was a you're music at, video. You're at a whole new too. level of rock star with yeah. me now, Bob. But <laughs> my favorite part of it, because uh, I didn't get to meet Johnny. He wasn't feeling all that good that oh. day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I walked in, June came over and like walks right up to me and shakes my hand. Hi, I'm June Carter. Welcome to our home. And oh, she's just nice. like the yeah. sweetest thing. Love wow. it when you hear that and, about these. And like, and you know, assumes you may not know who she is. Right, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah just, I don't know just, who June Carter Cash is. At right. All. Well, she's just human too, you know. I yeah, mean, but just the sweetest. It's thing. Nice when they're humble, nice yeah. like that. That's and, really cool. And if you look at that music video, there's that one shot of her up on the stairs behind Johnny, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of looking down, like everybody thought. He was going to go first, including June, right. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, Romanek, the director, uh, just asked her to go up and stand on the stairs behind him, and he just rolled some film, and that's an insert shot that is like one of the biggest, um, just, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And then just a few months later, she dies first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then John and John Jr. go in the studio over th- across the road from the from the house on the on the lake um there's a there's an old it's the old writing cabin um and they had turned it into a studio by then and they spent every day between the day that june died and the day that johnny died recording music he and john jr so and you've you've already heard a lot of those the recordings um what what album did he put those on then well, it was, it was, no, it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of stuff that was released later, um, later. after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, a lot a, of stuff that's still it's like. just amazing cover yeah. though of her. And he yeah. sent it. I, the story I heard is he sent it to, um, goddamn who wrote it Reznor. from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Yeah. And Reznor never really took time to listen to it or something. Then he finally did and was like blown away, I guess. Yeah. I, kind of I had actually heard that story too, that yeah. like, uh. When he listened to it, he was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my God, you know, yeah. like I can't believe that you turned what I did into this. Right, you know? right. And it's—I I mean, I couldn't listen to it right now. I'll start bawling. You yeah. Know? But it's just the way he put it in his voice, and it was just like, "Wow!" Because the lyrically, it's—it's it's such a yeah. turmoil song. You know, I mean, it's, it's yes, yeah. It's yeah, really very pour, well wit- written. When he pours the much goblet, better than WAP. Uh, well, when he pours the goblet <laughs> across just the. Saying. Across the table, Two live and I think so it's that right line. Now. I think it's that line. Um, uh, you can have it all, my empire of dirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Well, just, that's a great song. Great yeah. line. Great. Line. Yeah, absolutely. As 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 well at, known. Benny? Two live crew is so pissed right now. You've been on this fucking rant I'm all serious, week, man. <laughs> oh, well, it pisses me off. I mean, I just. I don't mind, you know, I'm not going to, suppress. I'd never want to suppress First Amendment, and I don't want any artist ever, because I'm an artist, man. Write what you want, sing what you want, but don't push this as the narrative of this is what we want our young girls to look up to. We want our young girls to look up to the lady that fucking created Aunt Jemima. She sold her recipe and was the first black millionaire woman in this country. You know what I mean? That's what you should be inspiring to be. You like that or whatever, I guess. I don't know. For all that don't know, Travis is like I'm pissed sorry. that WAP won whatever. Grammy or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, and so year. he's just like, there's still songs that got looked down on back in the day. That, well, I bet those guys are people man. are pissed. Well, you guys are young, baby. But Bob Primer, remember Beverly Hills Cop, you know, the song written by Prince and his backup group, Vanity Six, uh, um, Nasty Girl. They pulled it off. Of, they they printed like maybe twelve hundred uh, presses of the 
record and then they pulled it off because it was too, you know, too extreme or, or too risque or whatever. And you re-listen to it and it's like, she doesn't say fuck or anything like that in it. It's Beep it's, or beep. Right. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I, and I don't like those words either and stuff. I just mean. That might be the first beep ever on this podcast. Well, I might you're going to get it from Travis. I might leave it in there, but we'll see. We'll see. I well, I mean, and I'm not trying to say it as a derogatory thing or anything. It's just the freaking truth, man. You know, yeah. I mean, come on now. What do we want? Where are we wanting to go with all this? It's like. Yeah, I do believe you know, there's a lot. Two of- Live Crew was over the top, but this is a, the Grammy Award winning thing, you know. And Two Live Crew is Two Live Crew. It is what it is. It's like Afro Man or anything else, you know, I mean. Well, know. and it's like you look you look at some of that old music that is pretty it's pretty bad, you know, if you listen to it, but if you first heard the if you read a lyric sheet, right. Yeah, you, know, you would be like How what do we the hell get from Johnny Cash to this? I don't know. I, uh, I'm Travis, really not Travis, straight on how we Travis, got derailed. He, Travis, <laughs> my rant. Travis what started ranting and he mumbled into the mic, Two Live Crew is pissed right now." And I <laughs> I, I, I it lost up. it. I lost well, it. Well, I'm serious, man. They're like, where's my Grammy at? Let's swing it back around to Bob again here. Yeah. Bob, yeah, Bob's, Bob's, doing, Bob's stories Bob's are better, music Travis. Video thing. He's doing doing the TV and audio thing. Um, I wrote down on here, we, we mentioned it earlier, Bonnaroo. Let's hear some Bonnaroo stories. What, oh, okay. How, how, did oh, yeah. you, how did you get involved with that? Or like, what did you do there? Or It was, uh, it was when I was still living in Nashville. And um, there was a company called uh, Three on the Tree, uh, run by a director, Danny Clinch. And um, I got hired as uh, the audio guy for like the first couple of years that they did the documentary for Bonnaroo. Okay. So um, yeah, got to got to see a lot of interesting meetings and things like that. Um, uh, let's see, uh, um, Trey from Fish when he met um, uh, oh, what's the guy's name from uh, uh, um. Dead air. Yeah. Yeah. Drawing a blank. Um, Anyways. Is it a band? No. Well, never mind. All right. Well, this guy from other band that was met yeah, fish. So, is, so Trey from fish Trey from meets fish. meets a guy and something happens. Let's let's. You're gonna let, you're gonna, uh, uh, what's what was the al- the album's name was Stop Making Sense. No, I have to I have to Google it. Right. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Remember that? Yeah. What's the guy's name? Same as it ever. Was. I can see the guy's Same face as clear as day. Yeah. Now you got me screwed up because I'm like, oh god, I know it too. Yeah. Right? All right, so let's uh, let's just so bypass going. it. I know you're gonna miss a name drop here, but right, let's just yeah. go past. It's all right. Um, anyway, they met, and uh, Trey was like, uh, "Hey, uh, I'd like you to write lyrics for this opera I'm doing," and um, you know, like that meeting was very cool. Um, just got to see a lot of stuff backstage, um, and uh, and during that time, I was I'm also a still photographer. Yes. So I was taking a lot of, of um, back then it was film, it was ectochrome in a, in a 35 millimeter camera. It was crazy. And um, that, was, uh, that was the year that um, uh, um, golly, I, I totally blank on names. Well, he's like 57 <laughs> years old. So I, am, give him a break. I just turned 57. Yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, Bob. Yeah. Um, I'm not speaking. Well, I'll either. forgive you for forgetting names after hearing half the stories of all the stuff you've done because you've yeah. done a lot of stuff with a lot of famous people. No so. kidding. Yeah. Well, I just I just really enjoyed being having access. Uh, what I was going to say is I I really enjoyed having access to take pictures behind the scenes that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was just it was just really cool. Um, 
Uh, what just, year was that Bonnaroo show? Well, it was 03 and 04 were the first two, and then I took a year or two off and came back a few years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's, that's really cool. It was kind of early. Bob, tell him, tell him too. Who was it? Was it uh, Hank Williams was the only one that wrote you guys a thank you? I always thought that was pretty cool because I'm a big thank you writer guy. Oh, I wish right, right, more people right. did well, that. Well, one but. of the one of the only one of the only people we did a uh, we did a show for CMT where Hank Williams Jr. was taking other musical artists out for outdoor adventures, and the first one was Leanne Womack deep sea fishing. That was fun. Cool. Half the, half the it was so he got sick. Didn't it was there, so right? funny. Half the well, no, no, they didn't get sick. No, but the half crew, the crew. Right. Yeah. Got sick, I, but I was loving it. Like we, you know, we we went out like you know, twenty miles to, oh sweet, to deep sea fish and, um, yeah. And then he took uh, um, a younger artist, uh, Joe Nichols, out to um, uh, to turkey hunt uh, out in Paris, tennis, Tennessee, where uh, where he has a spot. And so after those after those uh, two uh, pilots or whatever, yeah, they were the two pilots of the show, I think. Um, and it was kind of a short-run show if they did it. But anyway, long story longer, um, all of a sudden, you know, like they had tracked everybody on the crew, their addresses down from the production company. And Key, like, sent thank you notes, handwritten thank you notes. Yeah, it's pretty um, awesome. You know, it was I just, that. yeah, it was really I do cool. too, because in today's world, everybody's, you know, to me, I mean, that, that means a lot. That meant that person took the time to sit down think of something to write to you this and that instead of just texting you thank you, you Dude, know, even if it's just a couple seconds well that was before exactly. that was before texting yeah. that was in the 90s well of course but i'm just <laughs> you know and that's what they did but i mean right. today that's what everybody seems like they think they can get away with i guess is just right. oh that's enough thank you it's, you know believe it or not in uh in the band three finger betty i sent the the cds that we had we made a bunch of cds and i started mm-hmm. sending them to radio stations right and i said hey you know there's I got all the, here's the radio safe track and all this other yep, stuff. Yep, and then yep, I, yep. and then I wrote, thank you very much for your consideration for, you know, even, even just like picking this up and looking at it and all this other well, stuff and signed my name on it and the rest of three finger Betty underneath of it. And I sent them out to all these radio DJs and right. exactly like you said, Travis, there were a lot of people that were actually like, I can't yeah. believe people are actually handwriting right. thank yous right. just, just for sending this stuff right. out. Even, right. Right. you know, I didn't charge right. anybody a dime to, right. to send it to them. It was mm-hmm. just one of those promotional type deals, but they'll always remember that, man. Exactly. You know, you know? and, I have people come up to me on the, you know, I'll send a thank you to you or this and that. And my mom's good at loading thank yous. And I mean, funny with me now, it's either like Egyptian heliglyphs you got to try to decipher. Sometimes my mom has to write what it really says underneath it because you, you should try closing your eyes and writing sometime in a straight line. So I've got this like card, the index card that I got to go down. I'm like, and I'll usually have my mom help me or somebody there. And I'll be like, okay, am I good there? Yep, you're good there. So I'd have to write some more. Go down and it probably looks like a two year old did it, but my mom always like confetti bombs them and throws stuff in there. And they got these cool little butterflies that you push together or whatever. And and when they open the card, the butterfly flies up. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I've had so many people come here. Man, that so cool them butterfly shit. It's like I know I'm gonna buy a bunch more. I wish they had like frogs and other things that could <laughs> hop out at you or something. But but it does. I mean, and it means a lot to me when somebody comes up and say, man, you, you know. You didn't have to do that. And I said, well, you didn't have to buy me dinner or you didn't have to come help me do that. I mean, I think this is, this world needs a little more of is this gratefulness, you know, just, you know, God, let's move forward. Especially I mean, in this disposable you know? social media sure. time. Because yeah. like you said, nowadays you can just pop a text out mm-hmm. there and be like, it's good yeah. enough. And, yeah. and some people don't even do that. No. And, huh. and I mean, mm-hmm. like there's even, um, once again, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody right, right. or any bands or right, anybody right. for what they choose or mm-hmm. do. But right. I, I've noticed I've, 
taken very good note of the bands and musicians that not only say, I'm playing at this show at this venue, tag the venue in it, and then tag all their band members or, or something like that. And then when the show is over, they, they say, I had a great time at this venue. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. And they'll tag the venue again, mm-hmm. you know. So they're giving right. the proper right. respect to right. not, not just promoting their show, right, but thanking right. the venue, mm-hmm. tagging the venue yes. so people can... Well, without those venues, there's not us. Bingo. That's exactly where <laughs> I'm going with that. And it's, you know what I mean? You know, and and you, some of them venues have to pay f- really good money every year to have, be able to have you there. Exactly, yeah. And people that don't realize that, I mean, go support your live music because these bars are getting nailed with a lot of money to have you there, which rightfully so, I guess. I mean, the, every, every artist should be able to get their just due. I don't know how much of it gets back to the original people that songs we might be covering or this and that but um you know just help support those places that are having live music man it not only helps support artists like us but it helps support that small business yeah there's there's very few venues that can get away without doing doing the uh ass cap bmi and uh i've played it a few and some of them are no covers at all and Mm -hmm. so then you end up with you know a completely different set of bands that get to come through there which is also kind of nice too though you know it's like uh, the original bands sometimes get lost in the in the wayside of all the cover right. bands because everyone wants to hear right, right. cover bands for the right. most part, you know. So, I right. mean, I've been pretty appreciative of every opportunity everyone's ever given me. I always mm-hmm. say thanks. I always tag people. Yeah. I always try my best to help promote people and things mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, it's uh, kindness, some, man. Sometimes kindness. kindness is a thankless mm-hmm. job too, it though. Is, you know, yeah. people don't. Sometimes people don't even know it or appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's it just is what it is. Well, though, you know. I'll tell you what. I, before I got this stick, you know. I was stubborn about it because I was like, ah, well, and I'd be in a bathroom feeling along a wall trying to find a urinal. And I'd have 10 people walk by me and they're probably going to do that's that guy's on, you know, what's wrong with him. Then finally somebody would stop me. Hey, do you need help? And I go, well, yeah, I'm blind. Dude. I just need to find a urinal before I pee in this garbage can. You know, I'm just like, it's getting close and I don't care where it's at. I'm going to pull it out. You know? <laughs> and that's Simon. What are you going to do? Rest blind guy. Go ahead. You know, you have to deal with me in jail. Have fun with that. Um, but it's like, why did it take me getting a stick for people to be kind to me, man? Now they open doors for you and they go out of their way. I said, why can't you just do that for everybody, man? It's not that hard. Exactly. You yeah. Know? I mean. And my whole world changed. It was like, people love going to concerts with me and stuff. They're like, man, people just got your way. And I said, I know I'm like Moses. Yeah. It's like, dude, we, we straight water. up just make your way to the front at the, yeah. at the Sammy Hagar show. Oh, dude, tell that uh, story. Oh, that was my God. Hell, dude, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> All right, Vinny, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. So, so. Uh, Travis, Chad Thurn, <laughs> he graduated with Travis, Old and Thurner. I uh, go to Sammy Hagar in Fort Dodge, okay? And we're making our way up there, and we find a spot pretty close to the stage. It's uh, after Vince Neal, before Sammy Hagar and the circle come on. And uh, we're standing there, and tra- <laughs> me and me and Thurn are looking straight ahead at the stage. I Travis the stage can't is. see, is looking probably about a th- 30 degree angle to the right of the stage. Um, and this lady steps right in front of him and, and starts like flailing her arms right in front of his face. All right. And I, I don't flinch. I, yeah. And he's right. just standing there staring. This lady's like in his, <laughs> in his face. And, I, and, uh, you know, and so I'm sitting there and I just nudge Thurn and I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. Cause this is hilarious. So I'm dying laughing, watching this lady, like wondering what's going on. And uh, we start laughing, I, and I grab her. I say, ma'am, he is blind. <laughs> and she goes, oh, 
thank God. And I was like, well, what did you expect? You just been flailing your arms in front of her, you know, or for, in front of him forever, you know? Like, he what hasn't do you done think? nothing. And she goes, well, and she turns around. She's got her like teenage looking daughters there. She's like, I thought it was just some guy acting or acting to be blind so he could be a perv and stare at my daughter's tits. <laughs> I, so I say to her, well, ma'am, if he, he is a perv, <laughs> and if he could see, he, he would have. probably be looking at her tits. <laughs> but he can't. There's another Seinfeld <laughs> reference in there. It's about the, the peak uh, and a poke. <laughs> right. A poke means a peak, just well, a peak, though. <laughs> so what's weird, Peter, is yeah, like. don't be creepy. I get, well, I go to meet. <laughs> so it sucks because, you know, a lot of girls are only about like five foot fours or tall girls sometimes. It's rare. You see a girl at five, seven, eight, ten. You know, what I mean, most girls are five, five or littler and stuff. So they're at that perfect height when you go to put your hand out to shake, it goes booby. Oh, I have yeah. felt more boobs in the last three years or so, man. It's like <laughs> accidentally and gotten away oh, with it. But I have these techniques. I don't know why Ray Charles always grabbed the forearm. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I'm not going to give my secrets away, but I'll find out how you are. You know, I will actually let's let's talk about that. I did notice when we were at the Rock and Picnic after you guys were done playing, uh, Travis. I mean, you you kind of like uh, you do look off to the side a little bit, and I've mm-hmm. noticed that some blind people do that. Is, does it mm-hmm. help you hear better, or is there a, a thought uh, process to it, or or what I, is it? I don't know really, actually, because I, I have limited in my peripheral, so I don't know. Maybe if it's that that I'm trying to pick up stuff over oh, here. Oh yeah, it's my central vision's completely gone, and that's your acute vision. That's your high functioning skill stuff you know but over here i have a few spots that i can kind of you know like right now i almost see part of my hand over here i can tell it's moving but i can't i it, it my brain it's not telling my brain to focus on that so i can't tell any detail or anything like that and then most of my colors are all ba- basically like gray tone you know so I, I don't really have any can't tell what colors are anymore really and stuff but so i mean i have i have some limited vision you know it's probably like I want to say ninety ten or something like that. I remember you, know. you now. That you say that. I remember you saying that uh, at the rock and picnic. You can like you can if there's like a light show going on. You can kind of yeah. pick up the light yeah. show if you mm-hmm. look off to the. Side oh yeah, we just bit. got a light bar that Vinny blasted me with the other day. <laughs> LED light bar. LED it's, light it's bar. Awesome. He, yeah, it's awesome. He plugs it in, and I'm like, gee, yeah, he's standing right, right like, in front of it. I was right in front of him, and he it blasted me, and I'm like, yeah, there's light. <laughs> I can't tell what color it is or nothing like that. But it's Let like, that be light. Let now, that be you're light. Twi- now you're twice as blind as you were before. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Bob. Do, do we have any other crazy stories we haven't talked about on here? Hey, um, can I get some more of that couch coffee? Yeah, let me see if I got some Dude, more I'm gonna be. You guys are going to get a fast bass player tonight. I'm going to be like three-finger Betty speed. Now, yeah, so uh, – it should be Holy whatever's crap. left That's in there. Tough. I'm telling you what. I'm. Do you have stuff? Can I buy a bag of it here? Or uh, yeah, I can. Here? I can tell you what. I'll send you home with some because I get a pretty good deal on it. And uh, well, I other, like good deals. Otherwise, if you listen to the podcast, I want to be able to order. I can order it. You can order it online. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll have I can help me. I've ordered it before, Trav. I, yeah, dude, this stuff's the bomb. I am dead hang, serious. Hang and I'd rather support a local or a. You know what I mean. I'm probably not warm. Support, support Here, let, me, another. let me get you a little bit more. Oh, okay, yeah. But, I probably but don't yeah, need it. I mean, uh, they are a sponsor of the podcast. Not that anybody really, you know. It's, well, and I'm not is, blowing smoke either. This stuff is, right is delicious. Dude, yeah, it's it's it clearly my yeah. favorite coffee. I've got a few of my friends that. Like I said, I don't drink stuff black, and I haven't had no sweeteners or nothing. It's just good straight up black. Yeah, that's it the, really is. It is. I'm serious. This man. is actually what turned me back on to black coffee was it was the whole thing. Can we say like, black coffee anymore? Yes. Uh, well, oh, <laughs> a humble pie song called Black Coffee. Are you kidding me? 
Oh God. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like I drank black coffee before, and I thought like, oh, this is good coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I first mm-hmm. tried Couchtown, it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is amazing coffee. Now yeah. any other coffee, I need. Oh, I get I it cre- now. I need I've creamers and podcast. sugars and other coffee. Right, right. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Right. Exactly. Uh, when I run out of this stuff, it's definitely it's, not. It's Folgers. a rough week. You know, I'm always just like, I didn't order any. I forgot. Now I'm out, and now I got to drink some like you know store brand whatever. Right. And well, it's, it's Juan Valdez approved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob, do we have any other crazy stories we haven't heard? We went through a little bit of Nashville. We <laughs> Things through, go bumping in orgy. We went a little <laughs> went through a little bit of the Atlanta. We went a little through a little bit of the Bonnaroo. Oh, oh, uh, the reason that I'm back. We yeah. should cover that. Yeah, why oh, he, are you back? Sl- Let me ask you that. He, he, his house was a cabin cruiser or whatever, boat. Uh, okay, well, so to begin with, um, my plan was to live on a cabin cruiser and uh, have it on a trailer so that it could be mobile for work. Mm-hmm. So I got that all set up, and I went down, let's see, fall of 2019, and I uh, went back to uh, the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. I was staying at a marina on the boat um, and still working TV and film in the Atlanta area. And then uh, once that kind of stopped after the first quarter of 2020, when everything kind of shut down, um, it seemed like a good time to come back uh just because things weren't happening um, as far as TV and film. And um, my mom still lives back here. Uh, one of my sisters stays with her and takes care of her. My other sister is pretty close. So um, it just seemed like a good time to come back and, you know, be here for them. And it actually has turned out to be that way. Like, you know, it's it's yeah. great that I'm close to be able to go out and help them whenever they need to. And, um, and just, you know, be back with friends. Um, one of my buddies uh, plays... Uh, drums in another local band called Crankshaft. His name's DJ awesome. Holdenstadt. Good dudes. And uh, yeah, the one of the only one of the only bands with a sa- with a with a sax player, and they He's play a stud. and they and they play uh, Baker Street. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it's really cool. I want to play with him sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to do what, bitch Jerry with Rafferty, him. Is that right? <laughs> Is that yeah. Jerry Rafferty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, one. I got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. DJ and I, the drummer in that band, we've known each other like really well since fourth grade and we've been friends like all our lives so it's it's really cool to you know be close and and have them around and um and just you know kind of be be back home it's really you know a good time for that right now and i i don't know if i'll stay for forever we'll see you know, we'll see what the band does you can't leave us bob well we'll see, we'll see if the band moves well, there you go. Hey, I'm, I, I would not mind. <laughs> I mean, I love what we're doing around here. I mean, right, yeah. like, yeah. But uh, I mean, we're doing good stuff, and the best part is, is like every time we play live or we do a show now, like now we've really started booking stuff because at first we we're kind of slow, just getting into it. We finally learned a lot more, and now mm-hmm. it's just like I see myself progressing, uh, you know, pretty quickly. I see Travis progressing as well. And it's like, man, we, we're getting to the point. I mean, we're going to go out to Montana, play a huge deal out there. Uh, yeah, Lost Village Saloon. Yeah. Uh, My buddies plays in Roberts, Montana. Cool. Big yeah. Iron Horse Rodeo. It's Beartooth Pass. Hopefully we get to play in Red Lodge, too, at the Snow Creek. But working on some things. Maybe Billings might be able to hopefully get into the uh, Broken Spoke. Buddy of mine's good buddies with the owner. So oh, that'd be Sturgis. awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. I would love to play. What are those, what are those dates again? 
July sixteenth, we play at Lost Village. Yeah, like middle of July, we'll but be if, out there. But if if our lead singer ever gets out of Facebook jail and we can post some stuff, I can start <laughs> trying to contact these other yeah. venues. So Vinny's yeah. going to be strict under strict guidelines anymore on Facebook, <laughs> unless yeah. he makes me administrator. Well, so I am. We yeah. Let's throw so that out somebody there for can advice. at least. <laughs> um, the algorithms on Facebook are going absolutely nuts. Not just for like what people are doing now, but like they're even going back in time and just being like, "You posted something mean in I 2018." Know, it's in, it's or, like, you have a meme that's yeah. something something, and they're it's and they're un, just booting people. So yeah. like, if you have a page, well, mine got taken down the other day for my rant on WAP, and it wasn't really that bad. I just posted the lyrics. I'm like, oh, they ain't good enough for Facebook, but they're good enough for do Grammy. Live show, TV, live TV. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of yeah. arguments to be made about about Facebook of, right. and their algorithms. I, just, and, I don't really like it, but you have to have it. You know? Yeah, I got my art page on there, and it's that, and that's all. I, I just get on there anymore just to promote my music or art, because anything else it just gets you. They're getting you divided and getting everybody angry. It's like, man, go out for a walk and do something better with your life. I always thought I said, you know what? I just spent like 20 minutes on Facebook. I could have learned a song. That's true. You know what I mean? Or I could have done, took my dog for a walk yeah. or done something more constructive with my time. We do have a uh, that, Facebook, you know. or not a Facebook page, a uh, YouTube, YouTube page yeah. with two of Vinny's original right. songs on oh, it. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. And at this point, we're kind of keeping it to originals just for We'd copyright like reasons. Right. Yes. You know? Um, yeah, it's plus, our originals are badass. It's yeah. tough to fight the the copyright thing, too, because mm-hmm. I've got some copywritten material on, mm-hmm. on the Audible Farm YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, there's like, People who don't actually own the copyrights will sometimes take the copyrights, and it's like I'm, they're trying to get in on it. Yeah, you and, know? It's, and so then you go look it up, and you're like, this company clearly doesn't own the copyrights to exactly. this because I went and looked it up. And well, the other thing is we're not monetizing the page. Yeah, right. So right. that helps a lot. Right. Well, right. Yep. well, what happened? So Pete told me this a while back, guys. Just I uh, don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, I may be used by Waylon. Right. He, like got hit. Like uh, on his page when we played it, right. uh, covered it or whatever right. from what some place in Brazil. Yeah, oh, and there might be some. There might be somewhere in Brazil that owns like the international copyright right. to it. Right. Maybe, maybe. But but I went through all these YouTube forums and they're saying like there's there's places that'll say I own this material and the algorithm will trip it, and then to try to fight the algorithm it's pretty impossible. Yeah. So. This wow. this place might actually be pulling in, you know, they threw an ad in front of it. They might be pulling in half of a cent off of every ad that gets right, played right. less, but it's still like... It's if just they, insane. That, if they know. do that to a bunch of people... Right. And They're making only, millions. Yeah, I mean. exactly. So, and that comes back to like what I said about Facebook. If you've got a Facebook page, like I said, if you're looking for event dates and all this other stuff or wonder why Vinny and the Night Prowlers haven't been posting online, it's because <laughs> Vinny has... He's the only administrator for the page, right. so this is this is the defense mechanism. If you have mm-hmm. a band, make everybody in the band yeah, exactly. Uh, if yeah. not an administrator, right. uh, have the capability to add stuff yes. to the page or do yes. things like that. And yes. Vinny's over here shaking his head, but it's but I'm serious. He tried, well, well he tried to make well he tried to make me administrator, and it won't even let that go through. Yeah, right well, now. Yeah. It won't let me do anything yeah. until yeah. I'm out of Facebook yeah. jail. Yeah, yeah. Let it be known. You can't do it after you've been banned. I'm gonna. I post them on my Savart Art page too, Savart Art Studio. But yeah. So um, I'm just throwing that out there. So if anybody, if anybody wants to avoid that happening, that's the right. best way to go about doing mm-hmm. it. Is uh, and don't sure. don't don't talk politics or threaten lives or do anything else like that. Yeah, just and I mean, let it slide. That's something about social Move media along, too. It, social media gets rough these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done I've done podcast episodes with certain mm-hmm. people, and some people, you know, say negative th- things about the people. Oh, I, I said do, two I words you're probably gonna have to bleep out. This. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not just on the podcast, but somebody will be right. like, "I don't like this person." Boo hoo hoo, and it's like, right. I don't know if I want to have that on my page. You know, right. 
But I also think like maybe I'll just leave it there so people mm-hmm. know who to to avoid right. from exactly. now on, you know, because yeah. they're kind of calling yeah. themselves out as a yeah. negative person. Yeah. You exactly. Know? And all I'm trying to do is help people. Yes. But, but it also does kind of wear on me a little bit mm-hmm. to go out there and post this stuff. And yeah. even on my personal page, yeah. I went I went like the last three or four weeks and didn't even post anything about the podcast. But just like these just trolls want to attack. These trolls just want to attack. They 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 want to act tough. You know, and sit behind a computer and and voice their opinion or whatever. And it's just like. Don't you have something better to do? You know what I mean? Go plant some flowers or something. Grow, you know, that's I know. why I got. <laughs> I know. I know why Vinny. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's so, the other thing is is if you. you if he you was talking directly it, to you, Vinny. If you do well, get, no, I didn't you see him looking at you? <laughs> oh, yeah, like he's looking Where at me. Where is Vinny at anyway? <laughs> but, if, but if you do, you know, that's just something else. Like, And I'm not trying to say you should never voice your opinion. Yeah, ever, of course. But, of course, but, but you know, maybe be a little bit more. Right. Better about how you do things, or well, just watch the way you talk mm-hmm. or speak. Well, to people that's cause what I try just... to say too is it all starts with us. And you look at these hypocrites and all these people screaming about how this person, you know, this politician talks, this and that. But then they turn around and I go, go read half your post. You're no better. Yeah. So it all starts with us, man. Be kinder to each other. And it's I have no problem with people voicing their opinion. I have a problem with people attacking other people for their opinion. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Or. Or and trying to use an opinion using to, it, right. to argue a fact that's right. not a fact, you know. And that's on Google that may not even be true or whatever. Oh, it's, it's like I internet. love these I love these true. Google tagging warriors. It's like I'm clip tag 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 tag, you know, and I'm like, geez. Go do something. Yeah. <laughs> Constructive. Yeah. And I mean, you that's know, go create best. some art. Go do something. And that's one of the best know? parts about going Learn out an instrument. in the music scene is the fact that like <clears throat> people in the music scene, at least up here, are so supportive of one another. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed on this side of the state. I was talking to Vinny about it. He said, man, I know why you kind of like it over there is this. There's a pretty damn good music scene over here, man. Yeah, a lot of talented not, people. It's not that people are negative other places, and it's not that no, everybody no, right. up here is best friends with each other either, right, you know, right. but we also understand the struggle and the mm-hmm. plight that everyone goes through. So. Well, yeah. Well, like, it's super cool. Like, clip. I mean, Barnum jams, dude. Like, I yeah. miss those being back. I've been in eastern Iowa lately working or whatever, so I can't go to Barnum jams on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights. Uh, but, you know, Clint. So cool, you know Jesse. I yeah, play with Jesse I was just now. Yep. And Jesse I stepped awesome. in, and I actually up at uh, Winter Games in Boji. I it's played really a little bit with Clint up there. Yeah, um, you know that's awesome. Those guys are all super cool. Then they Owen, I seen you've played with Jesse and Owen lately. Yep, Owen's yep. Owen's a badass kid, dude. He yeah. plays well, didn't Peter, Peter didn't you so just sit good. in over at? bootleggers other yeah i've been sitting with jesse here and there some of the shows and things like that well they were just they were just in iowa city this last week i know i was gonna see if somebody go down monday night with they're at l l rays Rays. again yeah Yeah. had i known i would have i'm not drinking white russians and l rays anymore (laughs) had i known i would have driven up and picked you up but i didn't drive down there we all rode together you know to save the oh they wouldn't let you borrow the car to get the blind guy oh i don't know i I don't know they probably would (laughs) have actually but just tell him so i might go get him and let him drive we'll be back on next tuesday yeah taking me about a week to get there you know? so like uh you know coming back to those jam nights and things like that's kind of how a lot of us ended up meeting each other or joining mm-hmm. forces and and you know like jesse his one of his taglines that i gave him is you never know who's going to show up at a jesse wilson's show because if i've got a gig <laughs> booked somewhere else i can't play with him right. you know and that was one where Vinny played with him you know and mm-hmm. before that my buddy dan blair was that, playing with him and, by the way that's how we got our gig here at bootleggers because nate was it. yeah he was like oh that guy's that yeah, guy's and, cool. And that Who cool, the hell that, is that he? Nate, Nate's cool as hell, man. What a great guy. And yeah. shout out to him and Bootleggers for giving us an opportunity. And he just, he had never heard us, you know. He yeah. went on a limb. And I'm like, he asked us back two weeks later. I go, oh, he must have liked us. You know, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And that was our first time doing a three-hour set. We had never done a three-hour set before. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I mean, it's funny. I told Vinny, I said, we've played 
at more gigs further away from our like Bob and I's local home in Cedar Rapids, Melbourne, Lisbon area. Um, then we have there, you know, this Saturday night be our first time playing back around at home in an actual three hour gig um, since last summer where we only played eight songs, you know, yeah. between yeah, sets between of contagious sets. behavior. So it's weird. We played Peoria. We played over here at Fort Dodge, you know, it's like. Peoria was awesome. Yeah, I can't Peoria wait to go back. Awesome. I know we got to get a hold of them, the VFW over there. And that was fun. She was like, goes over and Bob's back there. I can't, I can't tell. Bob has no shirt, no shoes on. He's about down to his skivvies. You it know? was warm. And she goes, look, she, I think she Snapchatted or something and said, look, no shirt, no shirt, shoes, but he's still getting service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the drummer. Yeah. It gets hot. Well, at that. Humboldt, he went and jumped in the river. I went down there just to make sure that Dude, he it was drowning. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I can't see if he's drowning. All I can hear, listen for a gurgle. I mean, what the hell? Dude, yeah, it was so hot. Bob hasn't come up in a while. I don't know. I recorded. It was hotter than hell over there. I, I should have went in with you. I went in like knee deep, I think, or whatever. But I recorded your guys' set. Uh, Thank you for that, too. Humboldt. And like the funniest part about that is it's the first time I've ever seen my iPhone pull up the warning that your phone is too hot to function. <laughs> and it told, it told me to cool it off or shut it off. That was because you were filming me. Yeah, that's true. No, it was sitting out there. No, it was after there. because he got some of Clint, too. Right, so yeah, it would have been Clint. Clint. Yeah. yeah, Clint was awesome that day. <laughs> and then I ended up filling up all hey, the Clint space. Clint didn't have a shirt on that day either, did he? Um, maybe not afterwards, but I think he wore one up on stage. <laughs> oh, did he? But, I can't remember. But, yeah, and I mean, you know, coming back to those jam nights, and that's kind of how you guys got together was just jamming, and that's right. one of those things that, like, you, you learn how to, to mesh your style with somebody else's style mm-hmm. without stepping on anyone's toes and, right. and things like that, and that's, you know, one of the benefits of going to jam nights are just having different people musically around you, and, mm-hmm. and like we said, you know, you guys are a great group of guys. You guys obviously like each other. You're an eclectic group of people. You know, if, mm-hmm. if people saw Vinny, who's like in his 20s, and then Bob, who's, I'm not, you know, you're about 50-ish, almost. 57. There you go. <laughs> and then Travis, who's blind, and it's like, 48. how in the hell did these guys find each other, you know? Yeah. How the hell did, how the universe hell did, works ways. And how it's, the hell did Travis find anything because he's blind? No, right. And, true. and we get along great on yeah. the road. The, yeah. the Peoria gig was Just like, make sure you use the bathroom The first time we did a road trip, and it was so, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, not staying at somebody's house, because up here in, like, Humble, or I guess you guys left. You didn't stay with uh, right, at yeah. my place. But. No, we had to go back. Yeah, we went back. Yeah, if so we would have like, known, I would have just camped out, dude. That would have been great. I, know, I would love to I do that to again. Yeah. I would love to get I'm camping out next year. Yeah, we're yeah, not doing anything sure. that yeah. weekend. Hopefully, they ask us back. It would be great. But uh, And do no, a bigger set. Pe- Peoria uh, was awesome because like, we all stayed in this hotel room. Uh, Bob really wasn't drinking at the time. Travis and I were yeah, pretty we, well lit we up. Tired and and uh, was, we, we, uh, we get we get a pizza. <laughs> two of them uh, at like four in the morning. Yeah, and and it finally no, I got there probably around two thirty, yeah. and we just eat this, um, you know, uh, this uh, two huge pizzas for the most part. And yeah, that's I'm gonna end it there. But uh, that story, but that I'm glad just, that, that I got great, up at five thirty and used the bathroom first. Freaking, <laughs> Next day on the way home, I, I don't know. It was such a fun time. It was. <laughs> so uh, we're getting pretty close. I mean, like, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I know you guys no, probably right. have to pack up some gear or go, you know, oh, you got to set, set your we're show good. up yeah. over uh, bootleggers for tonight. So, yeah. uh, you know, the one thing I do want to say, though, is before we get, you know, to winding this thing down, because it's getting pretty close. We've covered well over an hour with you guys, as as it should right. be easily done. But uh, I'm I'm 
kind of looking over at Vinny here. I'm wondering if you guys, uh, since there's probably not any shows posted on the Vinny and the Night Prowlers Facebook page, um, <laughs> they um, will be here. What you got, like ten days left or something? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see if Vinny's got his shows on his calendar on his phone or if. Uh, so far, I what I have is live uh, at Bo Dylan's April seventeenth. Probably be back at Bootleggers sometime this next month. Um, Bo Dylan's in Lisbon, m- Iowa, May fourteenth. Uh, we're at Whiskey Joe's in Cedar Rapids. Cool. That fifteenth, yeah. we're playing um, private show. Yeah, private kind of. A, well, kind I of think semi. it's. A, I, it might know. be an open invite deal, but we'll see. I mean, if it is, I'll I'll, I'll definitely post it. Uh, but it was kind of a private show, uh, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, in between uh, Cedar Rapids and uh, Highway One, I guess, or Marion. One fifty one, isn't it? Yeah, it's off of 151 in yeah. between, like, uh, Marion, Iowa and uh, Highway 1. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then what else? June. Uh, Do we May, have there? May 14th. Then we got... Uh, yeah, so... Well, then July, we're playing another private party, the third, Pat Givok's place for a 4th July Yeah, party. that's going to be yeah, awesome. The Givok awesome. party. party. He's the beast, man. Yeah. That guy's a Terminator. So you guys uh, do have a few shows. And then um, we're going to play Montana. Lost Philly Saloon, April, or, uh, July 16th, and then hopefully have some more dates picked up out there. We'd like to try to get Andy's. There's a little bar there my buddy might get us in. Andy's uh, in Billings, and then hopefully Snow Creek Saloon in Red Lodge. And then, like I said, maybe Sturgis, if we could hit getting the Broken Spoke. I feel like that would be a good trip for us if we could hit three out of four of those or something or all of them would be great. And but, then when when was it we got like what was it Labor Day weekend or yeah, Memorial yeah, Labor Day? Day? Labor Day weekend we opened for that band. So that. we we opening at Salt Lake, Iowa for this guy uh, named Ben Gerald out of Nashville uh, and he's actually opening for Whitey Morgan in the 78s right now. So okay. that'll be awesome. Yeah. We, we I want to try to make it for him to, I want him to go that's a tough act to follow. Yeah. So you guys do have a couple shows coming up. Yeah, and there's more month. to be added. Um, Thirsty on Thirty and Stanwood. We they were just waiting. That's gonna be an outside show, and we're hoping to do a lot of outside shows. I think we we kind of like to be loud and outside. Yeah. But uh, definitely not afraid of inside shows. But I think right now the movement is kind of these outdoor shows. You know, um, with the COVID stuff hopefully winding down. But yeah, maybe that'll get some of the people out that are a little nervous about things still. You know, and stuff to able to come out and so um, and enjoy some music you know so for everybody looking for show dates that's that's what they've got uh they probably won't be posted on facebook for a little bit so uh, i've got another like four days yeah uh, yeah so <laughs> and then i got my sub art art studio page that i post them to too all right yeah share definitely that, so um, somebody shares me the link to that i'll put a link to that down below as well yeah um, have Vinny maybe do it or something, but absolutely. So, uh, otherwise, uh, go down below and check out the links for Vinny and the Night Prowlers. Find the stuff there online. Check out their videos on YouTube. Uh, like the Facebook page because as soon as they're able to, they're going to start updating that events page, the events tab on their Facebook page, and it's gonna it's gonna fill up quick. I was pretty surprised to see how many gigs you got, but then again, I'm not really that surprised because you guys have yeah. come a long way in a short year right. uh, as far as playing gigs. But, so, then I've got a couple with Contagious Behavior that are coming up May 22nd at Bo Dylan's and then June 19th out at Sutluff um, with my other band. Uh, cool. Yeah, cool that whole, also that whole, I think, I think May 23rd, May 23rd, uh, Clint's at Sutluff. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. that's going to be yeah, awesome. Next day. But, uh, I'm May- hoping maybe he comes over that Saturday and catch Contagious or something. Maybe we can get him to fill in on a break like he used to do. Maybe, you know what I mean? 
Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe something cool and like then, that. Yeah. And I then love I Clint guess another one, awesome. uh, another one for me is that that same oh, weekend, yeah. that May 21st and 22nd, this kid is coming up from Nashville and I've got a show with him. And Eli. another band, I guess, we're opening for another band from down there. Eli uh, Alger. Yeah, Eli Alger. I'm with him. He's more of a country guy, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna play lead guitar for him. Um, at somewhere in Cedar Falls, and then in, or I guess Omaha the 21st, and Cedar Falls the 22nd. Then I'll then I'll run home to catch Clint. Mm-hmm. Nice, so. nice. Well, heck, this has been a good time sitting down talking with you. I apologize I for like... any foul language there. Oh no, that's okay. Sometimes so, I get on a soapbox and you gotta tell me to shut up. No, 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 no. We, we're just gonna do the one beep for the one word that's right. Probably, I know. Well, the one that I can't use because you know, yeah, we all I'm know the one it, word the right that got culture. used, but nobody else is going the, to. I'm to in know. the wrong culture. But yeah. So um, other otherwise, you know, I yeah, I get it too. That First Amendment thing's a big thing, but right. uh, but you know, I'm just it trying not to ruffle is. too many exactly. Feathers here. Well, yeah. I knew, and it's it's unfortunate we have to be like to know. Yeah, but but whatever. Uh, I just got to say to everybody, Bob and Travis, uh, thank you very much for sitting out oh, and talking thank with you, me. thank you, dude. I've um, been waiting to do this with you for a long time. Yeah, if, man. If you guys Thanks have so any fun stories that you forget, uh, that you that you forgot to tell on the podcast, well, you remember. you didn't ask how I lost my vision. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. <laughs> R- write it write it down. Oh, it's stuck in my memory, bud. <laughs> write it down. Let's write it down if you got any fun stories. I'd love to sit down and chat sure, with you guys yeah. again sometime. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll see how well this goes. I think, uh, I'm not sure if the camera pointed at me and Vinny died halfway through or not but I know that we're still recording up there so uh, yeah. it'll be just like I'm watching it they'll have the same experience this, that this I was the, having uh, through it this, this is the um, this is the to-do list I got on my uh, on my mug <laughs> and again man that, that couch coffee stuff dude couch, that's couch town couch town God, I don't know what it is it's I'm telling you it's top notch that's no <laughs> lie well, thank you guys very much for sitting down and talking with me. I really do appreciate it. You know, it's uh, you guys are some fun people that I met through Vinny. And yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's I love crazy. Yeah, likewise. I love likewise, meeting Peter. beautiful people, and you're great, Peter. Dude. And God damn it, remember your three finger Betty shirt. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll have to. Well, and you know, I'm wearing my Audible Farm shirt today. You didn't even mention. I do that. know that. Do you know that? Because you, I mean, it could, I hope so. It, I had it, Bob it, pick it out of my closet. It, I was like, <laughs> I hope it wasn't the one. That, if, if if it requires a condom, or my, for my next trick, it requires a condom. I had that one on one day when I went to. Uh, meditation class i was like she said my the teacher's like well i didn't know i was like whatever and she's like uh do you want to know what your shirt says and i'm like oh crap probably not really and she was laughing everybody there was cool but oh well this world today is so offensive or offended by everything that's true that's true man get some thick skin man oh yeah i hope i hope you don't have to blur the one word on this oh Oh, he will (laughs) yeah for anybody that couldn't see that it's uh wake up drink coffee poop be awesome yeah, hey dude just don't let Vinny do it before you yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man we'll explain Enough that said. one later i wish i would have got Enough a picture said. of that dude. well everybody thanks for sitting down talking hey, to me i really you, do appreciate yeah. it we'll uh we'll chat with you guys again hey love and peace to everybody out there man peace i love those guys you know that's it's one of those fun things about these guys is the fact that, like I, like we said, kind of in the end of the podcast, there it's an eclectic group of dudes. You know, they're they're uh, different ranges of age. Uh, one guy's blind, another guy's worked with Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash, and, and worked at Bonnaroo and all this other stuff. And I I went to a community college with the other guy, that's Vinny, and Vinny, you know, Vinny was a bull rider beforehand. And, and you, if you saw these guys walking down the road, you'd be like, what are these guys doing? And then, you know, sure enough, they're gonna come tread your face in your hometown. If you guys are looking for them to come to your hometown, 
hit them up on social media. I'm sure they would be more than willing to make the travel like like they were talking. They're going to be making some big, big moves this summer. So if you guys are looking to book them, book them now because their, their calendar is filling up quick. And uh, these guys are all really fun guys. They're all really, really nice guys. And that's, you know, one of the things that really kind of took me, you know, it's not like it took me back to see that these guys were actually nice people, you know, but like, like you notice about Bob, he's so soft-spoken and he's done all this cool stuff. And then you got Travis who's blind and still somehow finds a way to play the bass. So all I've got to say is if you're making excuses for not being able to, to play an instrument, uh, well, there's a blind guy over here playing an instrument. So uh, there's not many excuses out there as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, it makes me want to step my game up too. You know, I've seen Travis play bass and he's darn good at it, you know, and just watching Vinny get better over the, the course of the last two or three years has been pretty mind-blowing because when we did our first episode together like almost a hundred episodes ago which is almost two years ago you know he was just kind of starting out and now he's got a full band around him uh, a band that has his namesake at the beginning of it um but you know Vinny's not one of those big-headed guys that's going to say i've got a band and my band this and my band that even though it has his namesake he's i i guarantee you he's just as ecstatic to have those guys around him as anybody you know and it's it's all about finding the right group of people and, and enjoying each other. I mean, we were talking before and after the podcast about how much those guys all enjoy each other's company and they, they travel well. They, they traveled three hours to gigs multiple times, you know, and it's not a big deal to them because they all enjoy one another's company. So that's another testament to finding, you know, band members that you can enjoy being around. And that's not always an easy thing to do. So hats off to those guys for finding each other and making the music and uh, just keeping it pure, man. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, you know, Vinny and the Night Prowlers, man. Scroll down below, check out their links, click on uh, click on the Facebook and such, give them a like. And like I said, if you're looking to book them, hit them up now. Their schedule's filling up quick. They're traveling. And uh, are they a world touring band? No, but they might be. You never know. They're going all over the place, man. And uh, they play some covers. They're getting some originals folded into the mix, too. And the originals are, are killer. I look forward to uh, seeing them at least the night that this was recorded. I, I had... Uh, now it's post haste the show was awesome the show was amazing gosh they are so good no i i assure you it's going to be a good show and i'm looking forward to, to hitting up some more of their shows in the future so every time they're up in my neck of the woods i'm looking forward to seeing them and you know Vinny does a lot of traveling with work so i don't get to see him as much as i used to and he used to pop by jam nights all the time but like i said he travels a lot now so it's not always not always available for him to come to jam night so whenever i get to see my old buddy Vinny, i'm really happy about it and uh I'm glad Vinny introduced me to Bob and Travis, and Bob and Travis, uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining me on the podcast, and thanks to Vinny for helping me set all this up, and, and you know, like, I was nervous, I was like, are we going to do individual podcasts with everybody, and then smush them together, or what, how are we going to do this, and it's like, well, we can try it all as a group, so hopefully we weren't too rowdy as a group of guys, you know, and it's, uh, it's all just kind of free form, and we just kind of let the chat go as it went and I, I took almost no notes beforehand so that's another testament to how well these guys can interact with one another and bounce ideas off of each other and you know I just I just like being around people like that so hats off to Vinny and the Night Prowlers check them out online all the links are down below oh baby you know uh, if you're looking for links to click on down below there's also the Audible Farm Patreon page for one dollar a month that's only $12 a year. You can watch all of the video versions of this podcast. All of them. I don't think I'm asking too much, asking just for a dollar. Um, when you go to a Patreon, you click on it, it suggests $5. If you don't want to pay $5 a month, don't. Go Just pay a dollar if you want. I'm cool with it. Um, if you don't want to watch the video versions, don't worry. It's always going to be free as an audio thing. So if you guys are just looking to listen to it on the road and you don't really care about watching the videos, that's fine with me. But uh, the video versions are definitely available. It adds an extra dynamic to it. Every now and then there's some really funny stuff that happens on the videos. And uh, 
it, I guarantee you it'll be worth it if you start subscribing to the video versions. I might even start putting out some bonus content on the Patreon page, maybe some solo episodes that are shorter just to talk about things that are on my mind and, and maybe not necessarily things that anyone else wants to talk with me about because uh, I don't want to bring anyone on the podcast and talk to them about touchy subjects that uh, they don't want to talk about. So I might be tackling some stuff solo and uh, leaving it on the Patreon just for the people who subscribe. So uh, maybe there'll be tips and tricks. Maybe there'll be things I see in the community that I do or do not like. Maybe it'll just be uh, me rambling about nonsense. I don't know, but I'm really, really debating throwing a, a second series of this podcast, a little behind the scenes look or some such um, as to what goes on in my mind and what I get to see because I got my feelers out there and I see a lot of stuff in the music scene happening. I got a lot of friends in the music scene and I've interviewed a lot of different people. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a great scene to be in, and it's, uh, it's mostly positive most of the time, and people uh, most of the time do the right thing, but sometimes they don't. So, you know, that's a conversation for another time. Hit up that Patreon page if you're looking for stuff like that. Otherwise, go to the YouTube channel. There are audio versions of the podcast there. There are video clips. Not only that, there's live videos of bands there. There's also guitar mods and all sorts of other good stuff. I've even got a couple music videos I made for people I uploaded on there. So smash that subscribe button, please, if you like it. And if you don't, you don't have to hit the subscribe button. I'm not twisting anybody's arm to do anything they don't want to do. But uh, I appreciate everybody sitting down, talking, listening on the podcast. If you're into monetarily supporting the podcast, there's that Patreon page. Otherwise, the Audible Farm shop is also open. Go to shop.audiblefarm.com. Find uh, something you like and make a purchase. There's T-shirts and stickers on there. There's also hoodies. The hoodies are running low. Uh, For a while, I had keychains, and I only ordered a few, and I didn't really plan on having them there for too long and i didn't know if i wanted to order a bunch i just kind of got them on a whim and uh, i'll go figure they sold out really quick so i don't know i might get keychains back in i might not i've had a lot of people asking me for koozies uh recently and also in the past so maybe that'll be something else i'm going for so if anybody's got a line on a company that uh, makes some pretty awesome koozies hit me up i'm looking to uh looking to diversify a little bit i'll throw some koozies on there and uh We'll get some more merch out there for people uh, to buy. So, But if you're not looking for merch, you know you can always just hit like, hit subscribe, share the share the Patreon page, share the YouTube channel, share the anything. Just share the, share an episode you like or just comment on something and let me know that you listened to it. And it, uh, tell you what, that makes me feel really good. Just people sharing the content and uh, commenting and conversing with me about it. Nothing makes me feel better than that. So it's not always about supporting people with money. Sometimes it's about supporting people non-monetarily as well. So check it out. All the links are down below for Audible Farm as well as Vinny and the Night Prowlers. I want to say thanks again to those guys for for taking time out of their day to come up here early before they had to play a show uh, that's not even in the town that I record, you know. And so hats off to them for making a, a big round trip, you know, roundabout trip to go down and back to to do what they're going to do so i uh, appreciate it big hats off to those guys big ups for them to sit you know sit down and talk to me for so long this was a big episode a long episode and we didn't even scratch the surface on travis or bob's stuff and this is the third time vinny has been on the podcast so he kind of just kept quiet for the most part and uh kind of just helped me you know wrangle the cats around <laughs> as we needed to so hats off to everybody in the band if if you haven't seen them live you can watch the YouTube videos that I've got, but it's not going to do them justice. They've gotten so good. Uh, not that they weren't good then, but they've gotten so good since then. So you have to go check it out. I am always looking forward to seeing them live. I love those guys, and I uh, love you guys for listening. So thank you guys very much. I'll check you guys next week. It's going to be a good one next week, too. Peace. Peace.